Welcome to Admin One Multiverse, Episode 6, State of Gaming. Let's get to it. So I'm going to start this episode a little, a little depressing, a little bit, uh, you know, not so good news. Um, I'm not going to spend too much time on the topic that I'm going to bring up real quick um, because I think it's it's more for a different place, different setting. Um, but uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll we'll talk about this. So earlier this week, there was unfortunately here in America another school shooting, and. Uh, you know, four four students were killed, um, a couple were injured, and it was done. It was in Oxford High School in Michigan, done by a 15-year-old. Now, this case, I'm not going to go into full details about it or anything. There's just something that got brought up today that uh, I just kind of kind of pissed me off. My, my, my wife uh, uh, brought it up to me, and then I said, you know what, let me uh, let me let me look at let me look into this, and sure enough. Um, it's exactly what she told me. And so if you don't know about this case, like I said, if you want to know more, look into it, read about it. Um, you know, this kid, he exhibited signs of uh, wanting to commit a shooting and everything. Um, and one second real quick, guys. Sorry about this. And um, sorry about that. And he, you know, he had all these signs. The, the school actually caught on to it. And they involved the parents. And, you know, if you look into it, you find out the mother, like, literally in one of her response, text her, like, you know, LOL, I'm not mad at you. You have to learn not to get caught, which is like, whoa, what the hell? So, again, this case is very interesting. Parents are involved. They didn't give a crap about it. Uh, school didn't do too much to prevent it, even though they were well, ahead, you know, they're well aware, well ahead of it. But then they just, you know, let the kid do what he did and, you know, let him be, went back to his class and then boom, it happened anyway. So uh, very, very unfortunate, very sad, very tragic, you know, thoughts and prayers to the families. But, um, you know, and the parents were heavily involved. They actually got, uh, ended up getting arrested and everything. So again, if you want to find out more about it, go on there. Now, what I want to specifically talk about in regards to this case is this kid, this piece of crap of a kid, uh, U.S. News, U.S. Media was reporting earlier, uh, Inside, oh, hold on, right here, blah, 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 Inside Editions report that this kid was using video games as the reason for the shooting. More specifically, they called out Fallout Four, one of my favorite video games, as the reason for the shooting. Let me tell you something right now, guys. The the using video games movies music as a result of you being a piece of crap evil person no don't don't do that it's just it's not going to happen you are just a disturbed child and unfortunately your parents were not good parents they're they're more pieces of crap than anything they're the reason you did all this 
not fallout, not any of that. And what was like kind of really irking me because here's the thing, not only, not only is it, you know, a focus away from, you know, the media, U S media eager to move the focus away from like gun control, which gun control is a whole different things. Guns don't kill people, 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 people. <laughs> you know, people kill people, not, not, not a tool. Okay, so that's always that's my stance. Like I'm pro gun for sure. You know, obviously be responsible, respectful, understand the whole nine yards. It should guns shouldn't be as accessible as they should be in some cases. But unfortunately, that's just how America is. They're not they're not the reason why these things happen. Just like how video games are not the reason these things happen. So the big thing is they were using uh, the news outlet US was it US Today did I say uh, US News was using a quote which is so misleading from the game fallout Four, where there's a character named Nick Valentine. Who's a synth. If you play the game, he's just, he's a robotic character and, you know, tries, it has that old story, you know, as a robot, but then he has a heart, has a brain, blah, blah, blah. He becomes a sidekick you could have. And one, and if you have him as one of your sidekicks, uh, you know, goes around with you, helping you do missions and whatnot. He makes a comment to, he, he has a specific line that he says, and he says, now I am become death destroyer of worlds and they kept using that phrase out of context that clip from the game super out of context misattributing the phrase everything because first of all he says that because this game's fallout it takes post-apocalyptic has to do with nukes and he makes that comment when you do a specific like mission or different a specific action where you activate a, a nuke and he says that and if you go even deeper that comment is from j robert oppenheimer he is one of the witnesses of the first ever atomic bomb blast and he says that line and that's where it is so the game just kind of took that because um he you know he quoted him and so the character nick valentine quoted him and even then even to go further that quoting is actually from the holy hindu scripture the bhagavad gita so it's like as it like it goes way down the line but yet this news media is using that line that clip and attesting it to this kid blaming you know, killing for innocent people and injuring others as the excuse. It blows my mind, people. I, I just, I just can't. I can't. I don't know. It's something else. And with that, you know, hey, how unfortunately, uh, you know, convenient uh, with my episode State of Gaming because this, this is, this is too much. Like I, we're getting into uh, now. I'm not. We're not going to be. I'm not going to be talking too much about this. You know, the social injustice of video games and social culture or anything like that. Um, but that's just too much. I don't know. Uh, joining me today, I have a good friend of mine, uh, Greg Harris, uh, otherwise known on his social media handles as Problem Child. Problem Child used to be. Um, oh, uh, used to be. <laughs> we're changing, was, we're changing yeah. scripts today. It, I have two aliases. I'm people that have followed me for a long period of time. Remember me as prop child, like, you know, you just said, um, but I've switched it to a more personal alias named it's Gerg. I have friends who on a personal level call me because Gerg means Greg backwards. If you say it backwards, it's Gerg. So I'm, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> wow, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, I haven't heard that one. No, I mean, if you know, you know, it's what it is. And, um, people pick up on it, but, uh, if you know, you See, know. I have a problem with that though, man. Because when you say that, it's Gerg. It's Gerg. I think of some like 1980s monster from a horror movie or something. Yeah. Like that's like <laughs> something from the Ghoulies, bro. What the hell? Hey, I mean, <laughs> I mean, if that's the vibe you get, then I guess that's what you get. I don't know. <laughs> 
I mean, I like, I like, I like, I like prop chow, man. Is this a good one? No, it's good. Either way, either one's good, man. That's no, awesome. no, I have, I mean, you know, it's like still on like my online gaming profile. Like my alias is still prop child. And, um, I think that will remain the same, but, um, I don't know. There was a point where I wanted to just kind of reinvent yourself, reinvent myself and just kind of. <laughs> There was a point in which you probably noticed that I was really trying to gain the advocacy and support of like other gaming companies, and I thought that at a point in time, Prob Child might have been a bit unprofessional in a way, or maybe have sound like demeaning. Like, obviously, you know my interests. Nintendo is a more family oriented I mean, company. I mean, you so. have a dude out there named Doctor Disrespect. So, that, I, mean, that's, I mean, I mean that's true. But do you see <laughs> Nintendo supporting that man? Well, no, no because <laughs> that man is not a nintendo type of person no, he's not so that's that's kind of where i was getting at is i wanted to kind of change my you know my persona i guess to kind of fit more of that demographic that targeted audience but yeah. of course my my uh my venture to content creation and you know media and things like what we're doing here is kind of taking a turn back a little bit as i've you know changed my focuses in other areas which on your other podcast, Sigma Duocast, we were talking about my new venture with my new job and um, yeah, school Apple. and everything. So, yeah, exactly. So, um, I don't know. I'm kind of in a weird gray area, I guess you could say. So, hey, man. if I'm prop child to you, I'm prop child. Hey, we could have all we could have all the aliases we want. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We can be whoever we want. That's you, the beauty of yeah living. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it funny how there was a period of time when gaming aliases were like the the whole objective of going online? Like, you didn't want anybody to know your name. Right. right, you in like Link Seven LP. Yours has been. Oh, yours I've had it for, forever. Exactly right, and so day one. Prop child was mine since I was like eleven or twelve. Right, and now everybody's all days like in their bios and stuff, which I'm sure we'll get into later about social media. But like, this is me. This is my age. This is what I do. This is what I believe. I'm like, are you sure you want people to know that all that information? <laughs> We're just playing games, man. Like, I don't know, man. People nowadays <laughs> on. Facebook and Instagram be putting like those, hey, let's play this little chain game of like name your favorite color, favorite. I'm like, all you're doing is giving information to people to yeah. steal your identity, but yeah. okay. I know. So it's just, it's kind of funny to me how when we talk about different names and stuff like that, and then I was trying to make something a bit more personal, and now I'm thinking to myself, do I actually want people to know that about me? But right. it seems like nowadays that's all people they want to make sure, hey, are we compatible? Well, let's I see, mean, here's all of this. It's, it's an old, it's an old art. It's just, you know, it's it's just a little bit more uh, unconventional now. I mean, look if you look at um, celebrities, almost every celebrity, musician, what have you, like almost all of them mm-hmm. use some type of alias. Like you would, th- you know, Justin Timberlake isn't really, well, actually, I don't know if that's a good example, but <laughs> yeah. I know I'm trying to think of an actor that I know that their actual name is something Wayne different. The Rock Johnson. Like The Rock? No, but he, I, I believe his name is Dwayne Johnson, though. Well, yeah, but The Rock, No, there's you know? there's people... Hold on. See, I should have... I know we just <laughs> ventured into something real quick. Watch. Let me see. Uh, Here. This guy, Tom Cruise. Yeah. His name is Thomas Cruise Meputher mm-hmm. the oh. fourth. I don't know how you wow. say, say his last name. Mo, Mo, I've never heard Mo that. Meputher. I've never but heard But you that. see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's... You know, he used... The middle, his middle name, and then Thomas uh, to do it. And there's a lot of there's a lot of. People. I know there's going to be an age gap difference here when I say this reference, but there's an actor uh, from the show Drake and Josh. 
his name's Drake Bell as a stage name, but his actual name is Jared, right? Like, yeah, th- yeah. perfect. Thank you. Yeah. That's a good. That's yeah. a perfect example. Yeah, exactly. You know, like the singer, like the singer Nelly. Yeah, yeah, Nelly. Yeah, <laughs> his name is Cornell Cyril <laughs> Haynes Jr. Yeah, right. Burger King China Snoop Dogg. Well, yeah, yeah. But I mean, at this point, Snoop Dogg. <laughs> that that's his real name, Snoop Lion. You can't, you, Snoop. You can't tell dog. me any other name besides Snoop Dog. I don't like, know. That's him. But but you know, but but other people have like proper names. You know, like Liam Neeson. I'm pretty sure if I looked up Neil Neeson, ugh, I can't even talk. Neeson. Le- Neeson. <laughs> Liam Neeson. It's not really Liam Neeson. It's I quite, see him as Qui Gon. I don't see him as Liam Neeson. <laughs> his name is Qui Gon. His name is Qui Gon Jin. Man, you try to tell me so, anything else. No his way. name is William John Neeson. No way, William. Yeah. William, no, he he's still quite gone. Our fa- <laughs> uh, our favorite uh, spider, or not our favorite, but one of our Spider Mans, it's Thomas Stanley Holland, right? Thomas. But these guys, okay, so these are some bad examples. I'm sorry because these are actually guys that they're close. I'm yeah. trying to think of an actor because I know I've seen a couple actors where their whole name is just like completely completely different. Mm, I'm I'm sure there's like. Uh, I don't know. I can't think. Yeah, but can't you, think. Get, well, think. You, you and I get. You what guys, we're you guys get you what guys, we're saying. Yeah. Like, if you really look at some of these people's names, you know what? Let me see. I said my first example was Justin Timberlake. Let me see if that's even his. <laughs> He's this man determined. He's like, I thought of Justin Timberlake. It's no, got to be Justin Randall Timberlake. No, uh, actually, okay. he, he's actually one of the few that actually gets close to it. All right, there you go. Okay. Anyways, if you look at a couple a couple people, you'll find a couple different names. I just unfortunately can't think of anything, and I didn't prep for that segment there. So, but yeah, to bring this all around back, <laughs> what full were we circle, talking about? <laughs> to bring it back full circle, you know. Oh yeah, I, that's right. <laughs> a different. So anyway, so yeah, so it's different people. You know, it, it all started from back then with actresses and, yeah. and musicians, different aliases. Game, yeah, the gaming. Aliases now, and, now, oh, hold up, hold oh, up, hold up. My wife coming in clutch. Elton John. There you go. Elton, Elton oh, John. She, she thought of one. Wow. Uh, his real name is Reginald Kenneth Dwight. Oh. There you go. My gosh. But you know what? To his credit, all musicians have. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure, you know, some a girl, a mother didn't give birth to a little baby girl and said, hey, I'm going to name her Lady Gaga. You know what I mean? I'm sure. You know what I'm there you go, there so you go, there you Musicians, go. you know, musicians are a little bit of like a. You expect it, but I'm trying to think of actors that that go. Oh, hold up! Oh, she she's came got up another, one. With another one. She got another one. Wow! Oh, here we go. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. That's a wonderful name. Why? Why does real name? Why isn't she talking right now? She's Marie- the one that's literally spitting out all the answers we're yeah. looking for. Here we go. His real name: Maurice Joseph Micklewhite. Micklewhite. Yeah. Mickle. Micklewhite. Micklewhite. Mickle. Mickle. Mickle, but with an M instead of an N, and then white. See, you can't that you can't sell that anyway. Yeah, you know, who the people be saying, man, who, where's your white hood? Who the, <laughs> who the hell wants to listen to somebody named Mickle White? Like, but to bring it back around full circle, um, yeah, I'm Prop Child. I'm Greg. Whatever you want to call me, that's me. Nice to be here. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, you've been doing some really good stuff, and uh, been an active listener. I don't know if you saw my Spotify Wrapped the other day, but you guys were. Uh, my number one podcast. Listen uh, to Sigma Duocast. Sigma Duocast. Yep, number number one podcast all throughout this year. So, I don't know if that's a if that's a prop to us or more of you just don't listen to podcasts. Oh <laughs> no, no, no! You saw you saw the other two I listened to, and there's there's some pretty, oh, okay. you know, yeah, there was a uh, Zane and Heath and in views and more younger, I guess. Because I know our age gap's a little different, yeah. but but uh, which is perfect for today's uh, yeah. content. So. Um, we're going to be talking about the state of gaming, but not like super deep dive. Just I had some questions. And I'm curious yeah. about where we're going as gaming. It's sure. going to be 2022. Jesus, 2022. And, you know, gaming 
specifically console gaming, I mean, they really kicked off um, almost worldwide with Nintendo, you know, 85, 86. So, I mean, we're looking at what, uh, 30 years, 35 years, 35, 40 years, really, if you want you to know, get Atari in there. Yeah, yeah. Of, of gaming. And um, it's crazy because I was thinking about it the other day. So um, it's the 20th anniversary for xbox the yep. console mm-hmm. and then the 20th anniversary of halo halo That's and you guys. and i was looking at the games i'm like all right you know me and my wife have been playing the master chief collection uh recently and so when you go back you're like okay uh, 20, 2001 mm-hmm. halo comes out for xbox you see how it plays and then in 2021 we have halo infinite coming out the sixth entry but technically it's like the seventh or eighth game of halo yeah and it's just crazy how far we've come and it's only been 20 years. And so when you really think about other games, like you think of Nintendo, you think of the original Mario 86, 87, um, the, you know, super Mario bros, not donkey Kong. And then you go all the way to super Mario odyssey. You're like, Whoa, like it's just, it's, it, it doesn't seem like a lot of time has gone by, but at the same time, a lot, a lot of time has gone by. Well, you know what's interesting is like I, I've heard this story numerous times about how games have – it's almost in a way opening like a third eye to some people. Like I wasn't – I we were talking about this before we started, but I was right at the point when 3D began. And I, I know while I remember as a child playing both 16-bit, 32-bit, whatever you want to call it, you know, 2D games, Super right. Nintendo, Sega Genesis – it's interesting because I played in my first year of playing games as a child when I was growing first introduced up. As, to it. Yeah, when I was first introduced to it, exactly. I played Sega Genesis, I played Super NES, and 64 because I had three different households, two sets of grandparents that had one or the other, and then my parents who had the 64. Right. But it's been described to me as like opening a third eye, going from something as low as 16 bit to Super Mario 64, which. Mm arguably changed a lot of how the industry works today with 3d the analog stick and those visuals being able to control that yes and no um i think playstation kind of kicked off the 3d realm of things sure um i think what nintendo did nintendo had the big eye like nintendo 64 because they were the bigger mainstream console of the time sure um, and the thing with, uh, the thing with Nintendo is we had a bigger, um, not a, actually, we had a better example mm. of comparison. So when PlayStation came in 95, I believe it was a year before 64, maybe two, they were 3d gaming. Mm. It looked crazy. looked amazing. The thing is this, like you said, we, we already had a lot of people gaming that were with the Sega Genesis, Super with Nintendo. the Super Nintendo, the regular Nintendo, Atari. You know, these are 8-bit, 16-bit, at best 32-bit, depending. Mm. And then we had, you know, PlayStation come in, and you're like, whoa, what is this? And then 64 came, I believe, before Saturn. Um, if it was around that mistaken, time. Wasn't Mario 64 but, the first 3D game, I believe? No. PlayStation Mario 64 the reason why it's so big is because again we had a comparison we had the original 6 uh 6 bit or 16 bit Nintendo and then we had the Super Nintendo Super Mario World and then we had this jump to 3D and it was more polarizing than anything else I'm pretty sure let me fact check myself real quick cuz I want to <laughs> make sure you can like google like the first 3D game was it 64 or was it PlayStation I'm Fairly certain. Well, let me go straight. Uh, well, because PlayStation came out in 95 and 64 came out in 97. I think. Or 96. I think it's 96. 
because I remember playing Resident Evil before playing Mario 64, and that was 3D. Yeah. Well, not fully 3D. I guess maybe, is that what they're saying? Let's see. I, when we're talking like the first true 3D experience, like where you had an analog stick, because remember, the PlayStation didn't launch with a, with, a joy, with any joysticks. It was still a functional D-pad, so... I'm not sure if this is correct either. Um, we're fact-checking right now as we speak. Um, I mean, technically, if you really think about it, the first 3D game was Star Fox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. That crappily ran 15, 12-frame Star Fox. I mean, hey, that was... I mean, that's how I see it. But you know what? I mean, back then, I'm sure it was groundbreaking for a lot of people. But, uh, no, I mean, I guess what I'm trying to say is the whole reason I brought this up is because that was the era where people were blown away like wow well and that's wow, what i'm saying i think right? it's i think it's because the comparison they mm-hmm. had something to compare to you had super mario world mm-hmm. and then you went to 64 same thing with zelda mm-hmm. you had link to the past and then you went to zelda mm-hmm. they didn't have that comparison with playstation or even sat well saturn did once you made like a like virtue fight or something like that yeah but what's the next big thing more and more on the topic of where's the status of gaming now i'm wondering what's the next big thing that's going to make us go so right here first 3d game of console sorry interrupt you it's uh the first commercial console was the odyssey nope that's not what i wanted to know the first 3d game to appear on a commercial gaming console was actually virtue fighter in 1993 interesting um and then according let's see here the first the real first 3D game that people are calling for home video consoles is none other than, yeah, Mario 64. Yep. Because it featured the all-around mm-hmm. um, perspective of things. So you had 3D games. It's just they weren't, like, in the perspective, the full 3D perspective. And probably perspective. not nearly as, clean, I guess, polished. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let's be honest. I mean, Virtual Fighter, I mean, I, I think I can recall that exact game. That was not, like... That was right. not smooth. That was a bunch of floating polygons that were not. No, Virtua Fighter. Virtua Fighter was pretty. It was pretty legit. Was it? Yeah, because it, it 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 was. I mean, it's a two D fighting game, but then it gave you three D polygons and everything, and then it gave you a little bit of depth, like the camera would turn like in like a Tekken. Um, yeah, like in, an, in like in an angle, so you mm. saw a three D model, sure. but it was still it wasn't like all the way around in a sense. Sure, but yeah, I mean, just to kind of you know continue on what I was saying is like for a lot of people that was the I third eye opening the groundbreaking moment of like whoa this is next what's mm-hmm. next and now we're here in 2021 and a lot of it has moved to an online infrastructure of multiplayer as opposed to couch co-op but in terms of like visuals or like experiences what's the next real true thing that's going to make us go i didn't even know this was possible because i i think the switch was cool because it gave us you know that that they broke the barrier of between the difference of handheld and Home console still needs some work, by all means. I feel like it could definitely use a polish and a lot more work. But th- I thought that was really cool, being able to break that wall and bring them together. And then Xbox and PlayStation have this really cool, you know, immersive, like, true story arc of experience, like, playing a single-player experience on those. But they also have, like, their, you know, online multiplayer, which, you know, you said you've been playing with Infinite. and yeah. um but like that's what I'm saying. Like, what is the next they've, big thing? Because I feel like we're hitting a wall. I well, of- yeah, they've tried. I mean, they've we've we've tried. Nintendo has tried with the Wii, mm. more interactivity. Mm. Um, Xbox has tried with the um, uh, Connect, mm. you know, and then PlayStation tried with iToy, and then they tried with the VR. I mean, honestly, VR is the next thing, but it hasn't taken off as. It's expected Oculus is doing a phenomenal job when they were able to disconnect from the computer. So the Oculus Quest, yep, that's Proud a big hit. But I don't think, I don't think we're there yet. Yeah, 
I think we're transitioning to that. Um, excuse me. Ideally, augment reality is where we want to get to. You know, I remember a long time ago, Microsoft, I don't even know if it still exists, maybe in-house, but they had those uh, AR glasses. The HoloLens? The ho- yes, that. Mm-hmm. Where you're able to, like, look at a table and, like, Minecraft comes alive. Like, eventually, that's where we want. That's the next big thing because at this point, we're just fine-tuning. Mm-hmm. They're just fine-tuning what we've already done. And like you said, the, the infrastructure of online gameplay is big but no uh to your point i feel that we are regressing uh, in the in the game industry i think it is regressing at this point it's more of just fine-tuning everything playing well getting more i mean being able to have open world and i don't know making every single building accessible where it has interior and stuff like that um i just saw a thing today it was like a teaser because they're having this um the Matrix Resurrections, uh, it's called Matrix Awakens. It's a little like uh, Unreal Engine 5 um, experience that you can download on PS5 and Xbox Series X. And they showed the trailer today, finally, or not a trailer, but a teaser, and it showed Keanu Reeves, and he says, you know, what is what is real? Uh, no, what do you say? He's like, what is real nowadays or something like that? But when you watch it, you, can, you can't tell. A lot of people are debating. I'm... 100% sure because I know how Keanu Reeves' face looks. I'm not saying I'm a weirdo and study his face. But you can tell it's... Your attention to details far more than the average consumer. Yes, and you can tell it's... That's that's a game. That's yeah. that's that's a, a CGI or animated, whatever you want to call it. And, dude, it's like borderline real. Mm-hmm. Like, it's amazing. So I want to download that and take a look at it. But, I mean, that's really where we're heading. It's just making it making video games look more real than what they did back in... Super Mario 64 time, PlayStation time. You know what I mean? And so, again, to your point, it's like, yeah, where, where are we headed? What, what are we? It's We're just fine-tuning everything. Yeah. And I know, mean, we've gone through Halo. I mean, Xbox, Xbox mm-hmm. 360, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. Four different console generations. We'll say they're five years apart, 20 years. And, yeah, although it looks better, again, I don't really see. Did, did, did we actually make any progress? Yeah. Yeah. Because I know? could still, because the 360 could arguably still be just as viable of a console today. Wasn't it just until last month, Halo 3's online servers were just shut down for 360? Wasn't it just last month? I thought, or this month? I think you're right. That and Halo, like all the Halo games, yeah. Halo Reach on 360. I think it just finally got the nail in the coffin. Yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying. Like they're to add to your point, like they're so similar. Did we actually make any true progression other than a couple quality of life features that make it more engaging and fun to yeah. go to? But to add on to where we were going, it's like there are a lot of developers who have recently gotten into, you know, revisiting the past. Nostalgia, right? right. I mean, we've gotten into um, seeing things come back that we used to, you know, fall in love with, you know, back in the day that we're just trying to be reminded of. Like you were saying before we started Crash Bandicoot's, you know, insane trilogy, which then eventually led to you know, Crash, Crash 4. Crash 4, right? Yeah, yeah man. I think... I think um... I think game developers are thinking too far ahead because every every game that they make nowadays has to have some type of multiplayer component. And in most cases, multiplayer is being catered more than the campaign or even the game itself. You know, more money, more investment. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have two different teams working on two different parts of a game and stuff like right. that. And it, it almost feels like they need to go they they need they need to embrace the nostalgia mm-hmm. uh, aspect, not as a gimmick like all these 
current generation kids are using nostalgia as like oh man it's so retro i want to wear a nirvana shirt not know a goddamn thing about nirvana you know or man it's so crazy looking at uh, some headphones and it doesn't look you know it's not an ear airpods or something you know <laughs> it's just it's just weird bro like it's like i mean dude people are calling like i, I in my last cast with me and my wife we were talking about we're watching a video where like current gen um kids are playing uh, with Halo 20 years and they're like, oh, that's like, that's like retro. That's an oldie. And I'm just saying like, bro, what? What? Hold on. What? Yeah. Time out. What? Right. Bro, I was a teenager when this came out. You're trying to make me sound like I'm some old ass fogey. What are you talking about? I mean, I guess we are old. Retro? (laughs) I mean, to me, retro is Nintendo, Atari, Jaguar, Sega. I think if you Google it, there is technically an actual time frame. I think it's like between 20 or 25 years is when it's considered officially retro. Because um, I know that GameCube and the PS2 and Xbox are considered retro now. They're in that category now. Um, I don't know the exact window, but 20, I believe it's between 20 and 25 years. Typically, the term retro is given to items which are at least... 20 years old, but mm-hmm. not yet 40 years old. Exactly. Bro, what? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, can you, so that's why I'm saying, can you blame them though? Because you're one of them kids, bro. You're messing with me right now, bro. Fudge. I know. Isn't that, so, isn't, isn't that a trip? So what's after 40? Because I guess my, my wife isn't considered retro. Uh, <laughs> I hope she didn't hear me right now. You're, you're man, you're about she'll, to She'll hear me later. You're, oh, shoot. You're, you're about she to get pop- slapped. Damn. You're about she to pop- get you look at her. She like you about to get slapped. Did you hear what I said? Okay, she didn't hear what I said. It's okay. We can move on, guys. Uh, yeah, you can punch. You can watch. She's gonna be listening to this while I'm asleep and just punch me in the head. No, right in your balls, man. When you won't even expect it. Just she'd be, she'd be what? Oh goodness. I think, All right. I think games. <laughs> Thanks, man. I know, I can't, I can't. Continue. Yeah, there you go. Keep it going. I'm Keep trying. It going. I'm trying, but that was just a funny. So, ass video interest. games and games and games and games and games and games. <laughs> um, I think games need to remember why they were so fun to begin yes. with because I think one of and I know you. I'm a pretty big Nintendo loyalist, right? But truth of the matter is, they really do try to keep the quality of their games. They hold down to the foundation of what uh, built them exactly. And but Nintendo, I got a bone to pick with you on that. Okay. Um. Uh, you know what? Let's jump into it now, then. So, I'll circle back to my uh, my other point where I was going to. But the thing about Nintendo, I had a bone to pick with Nintendo, and I know you're a big Nintendo fan and everything. I respect that. And I like that. Um, I like you know I'm a big Nintendo fan. I'm gonna say an enthusiast because I can I got bones to pick with them too. But you know, obviously, I see things from a different eye. That's business side of things. Yeah. So <laughs> my thing is, Nintendo does lean on the foundation of what made them. The problem I have with Nintendo is they're too afraid to progress further. I feel they're they're too. I mean, granted, I know at times they 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 make their things uh, to utilize the hardware capabilities of what they're making. Like the Switch is not the powerful console out there, um, but again, like I would love to see a more realistic Zelda game. You know. Like Twilight, like yeah. Twilight Princess, but just cleaner and just more realistic, a little bit darker. You know, I get the appeal why they got to make it kid friendly, family friendly, the whole nine yards, but just really push the envelope and, and not like repeat. Cause a lot of it just seems like they repeat a lot of what they do and they make little subtle changes and there you go. Like, for example, you want to talk about nostalgia. They went with back Super Mario Odyssey. 
one of the best Mario games out there for sure. Mm. They went back to its roots, specifically Nintendo 64 roots. Yeah. You know, they made it looks good, looks great, plays great. But again, it, it doesn't really change anything going forward. So I'm curious to see. It doesn't. Like for me, it did. I mean, they added, and part of the problem, and here's the thing too. You got to, this is, let me re certify what I'm trying to say is when I say they don't go anywhere. Maybe if you isolated them to a bubble and it's just Nintendo, yes, they've gone far. But in the world of video games, there's a lot of other companies that have already done things, been there, better, they're catching up. Can you name an example? Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Right. Okay. That's my best example. Mm -hmm. It is literally a toned down, and I know this is is probably going to be like fighting words, I will say I love Breath of the Wild to an extent. I'm a big Legend of Zelda fan. Breath of the Wild is not my favorite Zelda game. It's maybe my top five, maybe my top ten, not even my top five. It's a crappy version of of Elder Scrolls because it's a world that's filled, beautiful. I like the art. I would like for it to be a little more realistic. I think that would be, it would it would do the game some justice. But I get it's a big scale game and the hardware they have. I mean, you can't even, even when the current state it is, you can't see that far into the distance in detail like other games. But they gave us a game. They introduced open world, like, properly for the first time, really, in a Zelda game. A lot of other games, they've had open world, but it was, like, in a hub sense. You know, like, you have this little area, this little area, so it was, like, little portions everywhere. This one, they just gave you a whole world to explore. And in most cases, it had some details, but there's a lot of empty space. And what I they did, what they did is they added what 120 shrines, which are literally to me, it's like almost a level. You know, you get those mobile phone puzzle games on your phone, and it's like, oh, you've gone to level, you can play level one, go to level two. All right, like that's literally what it feels like. Yeah, they're a little, they're way more in depth than a mobile phone. I mean, it's kind of an asshole to compare it, but realistically though, it's just another level of a puzzle to solve, and that's really what there is. And then you don't have any dungeons or anything like that. You have four like micro dungeons i call them because it's not even consider them a dungeon because it's just you you go in there and you solve the 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 ancient creature uh thing and it's the divine beast thank you and it's like before you know it's done bat boss battles are quick easy uh i mean shoot if you do all the divine beasts then you go fight ganon half the health is already gone because that's like part of the game to help you out um but there isn't just a lot of substance and there's a lot of grinding for unnecessary things i feel like yeah you want to get all the different outfits why to get the different outfits only a few of them actually impact like strategically impact the way you play the game like you know okay i'm climbing up the side of a of a of a of a, of a wall and i need more stamina boom i'm gonna put my cliffhanger outfit ensemble now i got more of that you know all want to you know be a little bit stronger when I fight the the ancient, you know, the the machines or whatever. I got to throw that ancient armor on because that gives me more defense. You know, um, I want to do this little thing. But then the only reason, the only other part of the outfits you have is just to be aesthetically pleasing. Like, oh, cool! I want to have the. I've unlocked all the other suits, the original suits from. Have you not gone to the fairy fountain with any of your armor? Yeah. <laughs> so they're not just cosmetics they're obviously upgradable you bring the materials and then of course you can upgrade your stats from there yeah it's but stronger I, or more uh what do you call it sleuthy if you want to avoid you know yeah but i mean enemies. you have you have like what 50 different outfits and then you upgrade them all and it's like okay but at the end of the day they all come different things because i'm not really focused on the stats of strength 
and defense. I'm focused on the special things they do because mm-hmm. that's the whole point of the suits. It's the ones that do impact you special. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah, I could have a I could have a a tunic that that they're all the same and they all do 20 defense. But then you're going to want to wear the tunic that does if you wear this, you get this much more stamina or you get this much more. So, you know, what I'm saying like you have a caveat to each suit. Yeah. Um, and the same thing with the weapons. You know, so you're grinding to find the, the best weapon. You know, you have a like it got to a point where it's like I didn't really matter what weapon I was using. Um, the only way to get the best master sword is you got to grind through the whole Trial of the trials point. of crap. And which, by the way, that is a bit challenging in some at some point in the, in the thing. It's I, aggravating. I actually, actually haven't completed it myself. Really? I, yeah, I oh, stopped. Wow. I stopped halfway and then I stopped playing the game in general. And then I just recently kind of went back to it. But then I stopped again. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like. You know, so there's this grinding thing to it, and I don't. We'll talk more about grinding. I really, I can't stand grinding in video games anymore. I'm more of an old school mindset. Like, I play video games to as an escapism to have fun, not to make it a fucking job. Excuse sure. my language. Um, so that's 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 my problem with that. So, anyways, so when you go back, so now let me compare it to to uh, like Elder Scrolls. Mm. So Elder Scrolls Skyrim, it's been out before Breath of the Wild. It's done all that. It's, I've been there. I've done it all. Like, I've put so many hours into Skyrim and Fallout 4, a little circle back to the beginning thing. <laughs> Same thing. You know, I've done so much. I put so much. I feel that Breath of the Wild is reliant on the brand, but it's heavily behind. I'm very curious to see what Breath of the Wild 2 does, but I feel it's heavily behind. It doesn't have that many quests. A lot of the quests are not as impactful as you would want them to be. Some are, some aren't. Um, there, there just isn't enough substance in the game to make me go, yo, this is cool. But, but if you put it in a bubble, no other games exist, just Nintendo games. Yeah. Yeah. It is crazy. It is by far like light years away ahead of all Zelda games. Yeah. And I think on, on you know, if you're talking about bubble and then in comparison, let's also remember too that Nintendo's demographic is also part of the problem too they also choose to stay within this bubble right but that's also because they feel that it's more than enough for them they talk so much crap online about all the things that nintendo could and isn't doing right but as soon as it comes out pokemon sword and shield is a prime example as soon as that come thing drops you make a hissy fit about it online about how it's not making true progression you buy it anyways, and and guess what? The money talks. Nintendo stays. Well, in the yeah, bubble, yeah, at right? the, and and that's what I'm saying. That's my thing is that I don't. My my problem with Nintendo is they don't feel the need to go because yeah, they're money makers. I mean, I bought I bought Sword and Shield. I bought Diamond and Pearl for Christ's sake. You know what I'm saying? Um, I got to own them because I'm a Nintendo fan and I love I love the games. But it's again, it's it's the same stuff. They can definitely jump forward, and I get it. The mindset of like. Well, why jump so forward and risk the operation if we right. can just stay within our if you, lane? If you can get and away still with your make, opportunity yeah. cost, then why would I want to put that at risk? I think, I, and that's what I'm saying though. I think I, I I feel Nintendo needs to be more. They need to, they need to challenge themselves more, mm-hmm. and I know they can do it. And the, the the thing is, they know they can do it, and they that's do. the problem I have. Mm-hmm. They know they can do different things. And it will still sell no matter what because they put out the same crap. I mean, we've been playing Mario Kart 8 for God knows how long. We're still waiting for, yeah, we're still waiting for 9. Yeah. And we won't get 9. But guess what? Mario Kart 8 is still one of the best-selling games on the the Switch. It's actually. Is it the best? It is the number one best-selling game on the Switch. 
Yeah. And that's a Wii U game for Christ's sake. Granted, Wii U Not crapped out. Very few people knew about Wii U. But very, very few people. So to a lot of people, that's a new game. And that's the other thing. Nintendo knows this because they honestly, Wii U was such a hidden gem because there were a lot of great first oh, party yeah. games on Wii U, honestly. I love my Wii U. I was happy to own it, to be honest. I knew the flaws that it had, but because of how little of a margin it sold, I think it was fourteen million worldwide. That's pathetic, honestly. It's like Dreamcast level. It's pretty bad. But when you when you have a whole new piece of hardware that's at almost 100 million units, by the way, almost about to top the Wii, pretty close right. to it. It's getting there, but I've, I'm guaranteeing by the end of next year it's going to top that. Oh, yeah. But um, when you have a whole new piece of hardware and you have, like, 90% more, you know, install base, why wouldn't you take those, yeah. you know, those investments of software Absolutely. and put them on that? So I get it, but that I think because of that, this whole um, – that whole pattern has kind of put Nintendo in that mindset of, oh, I, I can get away with doing just a little bit because we've already done it and right. people like it. So I'm going to stick with it. So I, I see what you're saying. And yeah. I also think that I'd, they should be challenging themselves a bit more. But I'm wondering if we're now because we're starting, as you've probably noticed, we're starting to run out of those old older pieces of software. I mean, the last thing I guess you could technically put out there is Xenoblade X, but. No one's really paying attention to that. Yeah, it's, but I mean, it but, doesn't. It doesn't matter because they can re-release. I mean, look at Animal Crossing, big selling game. It's there's nothing new. I think the DS one was better. Three, uh, the, uh, the New Leaf. New Leaf. I think yeah. it had way more features than this one does. And this one's barely catching up. They just did an update, and they're planning to do paid DLC now. Um, I mean, that's what I'm getting at. It's just I, I want I want Nintendo to challenge because they can, dude. They can make another Mario Kart nine. And literally be the same game as eight, just slap a nine. My best example is uh, Tron Legacy. A lot of people don't like Tron Legacy. I know they got the poster behind me. <laughs> and in the movie Tron Legacy, in the in the very beginning, uh, there's a board meeting happening, and you see um, Bax. I think his name's Baxter. Uh, you know who one who's technically yeah, yeah. Tron, right? And he goes, "What are we doing different with uh, you know Encom's OS, the new OS?" Mm. And then the head CEO he goes. Well, this year we put an eight on the box. <laughs> you know, something along those lines. I don't know yeah. if that's if that was the number he said, but it's like it's the same thing. Just they just slapped a different nine, and that's a, a different number on it. And that's where Nintendo's at. Like they can literally just crap out the exact same game, slap a new title on there, and it will sell. I think the same thing could be said about the PlayStation too. Look at the five. The console itself is literally just a slapped five on the box, in my opinion. Well, no, I mean, as much as PlayStation is not. I'm not a, I'm not that big of a fan. I do respect what they're doing. It, it is, it is. You know what? Hold on, time out. The PS4 to the PS5 because PS4 then PS4 Pro and then PS5. Same thing with the Xbox three, Xbox One, Xbox X, One right. X, and then Xbox Series. There's I don't feel that much of a big console generation jump between those two. Mm-hmm. Again, with those consoles, it, things just run smoother and cleaner, and that's where we're at in this point in, in this day and age. That's kind of where this whole topic yeah. has begun like, so that's it's not it's not a big jump like nintendo to super nintendo to 64 to gamecube mm-hmm. and that's where it ends because the wii's literally a rip off of gamecube you know and then you go playstation to playstation 2 to playstation 3 even though playstation 3 had a terrible launch you know but then you go xbox the three like there were significant jumps mm-hmm. in those console generations that once we hit ps4 xbox one and uh, even the Wii U, for that matter, because it's a little bit more powerful. It's still a GameCube, just a little more stronger. There's there's a big, there's a jump. And then from there, where are we at? 
Like I really like next consoles. I'm curious to see where they're at. And see, and that's the beauty about Nintendo with the Switch is they didn't jump all the way ahead yet. They stayed they they stayed halfway. So when they release the next console, it'll be on par. Hopefully, it'd be on hopefully on par with the Series X. But we're but we're gonna see and be like, oh my god, it's so amazing because because Nintendo knows what they're doing. I'll give I'll give them credit for that. I mean, look, the other like the big issue I have with them right now. I still haven't bought into it. And I'm not going to give them money for it. Is their Nintendo Online Plus crap? I think that's a total rip. Thirty dollars more for sixty four games. I granted what's uh, now eleven of them because they added Paper Mario. Yep, on the tenth. And it's not even like that good. Like they didn't even clean up the emulation for it to be smoother so and have better. Have you actually played it? I've I've played. I actually one of my buddies at my work had a Switch, and he had he was playing. What game was he playing? Mario Kart. Mm-hmm. Uh, 64 it was choppy really it was choppy yeah yeah i didn't i i was like this is exactly what i've been reading and what i've been reading and stuff it, it happened exactly what he said i'm curious if it's user-based because i'm not trying to disregard you know nintendo's poor efforts i mean obviously here's a good example if you look at mario 3d all-stars a polished up version of mario 64 uses the latest version which is known as the shindo version in japan the most polished, arguably, of 64, not in the speedrunning community, but in terms of actual gameplay, that version is in the 3D All-Stars pack, which had polished, you know, filter on top of the polygons, and it looked a lot smoother, ran smoother. And then you look at the online service, and it's the original release with, uh, yeah, the, the original release with no polish to it of any sort. So, um yeah, it, it does make me question a little bit. Like, wait, why did you go to all this effort, Nintendo, to make such a polished thing and then not put that same product back out on the service? So, um, yeah. I, I think what it may be is it may be um, potentially user experience based because I, I'm not speaking here to defend. I'm speaking from my own. <laughs> I, I really am. I haven't had much trouble at all. I've had one hiccup, and that was with um, Dr. Mario on the service. And... I've been thoroughly pleased with it. Now, that's that's talking completely aside from, you know, price point and, you know, distribution of that entire service. That That's a whole nother, you know, piece I can get into in a second. But I think the emulation, while not perfect on it, definitely could be approved. Is it passable? Yeah, but let's also remember too, N sixty four emulation has never been perfect to begin with. Right. Um even even oh like I mean let's 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 go back to the Wii Virtual Console. It wasn't perfect on that thing either. But the thing is, I think it played better on there. How so? I think I think the Wii or is it Wii U? Which one did I play? You might have might have been Wii U. Wii U. Yeah. Like Wii U was probably the best one. I played uh, Ocarina of Time on there. Really? And it was smooth. Yeah. Like it's smooth. Like I never had any issues with Emulation Wii, whether it was 64, whether it was GameCube, whether it was even the Wii itself or Super Nintendo, not GameCube, uh, Game Boy Advance. Um, like it played well. And I think that was their best point. Wii U could still be looked at as an emulator machine today. For it, sure. It, yeah. In For that sure. Regard, and that's yeah. what I'm saying. And that's why I think it was that was like, that's why the Wii U, man, is so unfortunate because it was, it was definitely good. Just people just didn't understand the controller concept. And it was a little expensive. But. I think that's, I think, I think, I don't know, man. I just, I just feel for 30 extra dollars. The, the price point is too much. Yeah. It's too much. Yeah. Not a lot of games and it's kind of shoddy. 
I know not everyone's able to jump on board with that family plan, which I still think has great value if you do get the expansion. Because yeah. that's 10 bucks a person for a whole year, which it makes it less than the initial 20 per individual. If you have eight people it, to rock with exactly, it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. If you have eight people to rock with. But, um, yeah, I think the $30 price point is a little steep. Um, I, w- I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. When I saw it, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, I was prepared to spend, like, an extra maybe... 10 15 yeah you know, and see and, and and I'm, I'm eventually i'm gonna go the way of the family mm-hmm. pack because i got four switch users in my household and so it makes more sense for me to do that mm-hmm. um it's just i want more value out of it like there so they try to justify the value because you get sega genesis and n64 mm-hmm. classic games that's mm-hmm. the big focal point but they tried to like you know, weasel you into it by saying, "Hey, you also get the Animal Crossing expansion pack. That's twenty five bucks." Big gray area too. On the how problem that is that you have to be an active subscriber exactly. to own the the DLC. Where you can just buy the DLC mm. and you have it; it's yours. Where here, it's like, oh, every year I got to pay, make sure I'm, I'm up to date with my thing. Now, if they said you can you you get it and you keep it, then yeah, let's do it. You know, but make it exclusive that you have to have a year membership or something just so they can rope you in, in a sense. I'm sure they can put a lock on it, a time lock on it. And then once the year is up, it's your DLC. I'm sure Nintendo can do that, but I don't know, man. It's just, it's just, it just seems like, like, cause they know, they know for a fact, if they threw all the retro games on there, people, dude, if they literally didn't even do the subscription service, they just said, Hey, we're going to like how they used to have the virtual console. We're going to throw these games on there. They're five bucks a piece or whatever. People would buy it. But see, it's funny you say that because for years, people have been nonstop complaining and whining about repurchasing Virtual Console every year. So to that note, I say, hey, this is the solution you've been looking for, but now nobody wins. No, because you know what? The people, same, look, listen, the same reason why the same people who bitch about going to GameStop and trading and talking about trading prices, ain't nobody forcing you to do any of that. Ain't nobody, yeah. Ain't nobody forcing you to freaking, what do you call it? trading your games ain't no if you if you want to play the original video game on a console yeah guess what at the end of the day somebody's got to make a little bit of money off it and guess what nintendo will so if you got a problem spending five bucks ten bucks that's about as far as i can go on i that, agree with to you. pay for it then that's your problem that's that's your choice not to get it i hear you 100 percent. i'm just saying that the way that nintendo responded was in response to those comments of people saying between wii and wii u like why do i have to keep repurchasing this or, or dsi with a dsi where to 3ds and it's like why do i have to repurchase this license to play this game i already purchased so i think nintendo responding with a netflix style subscription where you have yeah, but it all on one app and the updated the, you know. the problem the problem with that again just people being stupid you're going to a different platform mm-hmm. nintendo doesn't have the infrastructure of everything is inclusive this let's be honest nintendo's online is the most basic generic compared to Xbox or play or PlayStation. And still at a lesser value than those. It's lesser value, but, but again, it's not, they they don't, they don't have the infrastructure. When you make a Wii account, your Wii account is universal to Wii U to 3DS. Some aspects were, but not all the purchasing power of things. Of course. And that's the thing. Like I can buy, I bought games on, on 360 and guess what? My, they're attached to my account no matter what. So when I go on Xbox one, guess what? I can still play my game because that's the infrastructure that Xbox built and PlayStation eventually got there too. Nintendo doesn't have that until finally now. And even now, I don't think they're in that, that if they made a new switch console, I don't even know if it'll carry over because they're, they're still learning how to properly do it because they're focused on 
I think that's where it's going though, because of these these apps that have these games built into it. Because this says it's Switch Online. I mean, I mean they could rebrand it as Nintendo Online. Well, that's um, that's what it is. It's well, Nintendo yeah, Online. Yeah, it's yeah, exactly. So when you hypothetically switch to Switch XL, I don't care, whatever it is, Switch Two, go with that. Mm-hmm. It's a true successor. That same service would just like Xbox Live would hypothetically carry well, yeah. over, and then you keep those games still because your online service you're still active. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Now mm. they didn't have that for Wii. And they, they didn't have it for Wii U, and, and they didn't have it for 3DS. They were all separate entities, and they didn't design it that way because that was never their focus to begin with. Exactly, they've had to play catch up with everybody exactly. else doing online, but Nintendo wasn't focused yeah. on doing online. With so yeah, Wii. that's what I'm saying. So that my that's that's my response, logical response to the sure. to your point where you're saying people are complaining. Why do I got to rebuy it? Because they don't have the, sure. the structure isn't combined like that. So sure. that's why you'd have to rebuy them. Sure. Um, but speaking of streaming and all this stuff, you know, Nintendo has their streaming with the classic games, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, digital is starting to kind of go up. Sure. Xbox has the uh, Game Pass, which is a phenomenal deal. It's great. You know, you I can, think it's a great deal. You can play day one games like Halo Infinite comes out this Wednesday. You can just as long as you have Game Pass, you don't got to buy the game. You just download and play. Um, rumor is PlayStation is going to be rolling out a similar thing next yep. year because PlayStation now is garbage. Um, PlayStation, PlayStation now is terrible. Uh, oh, okay. I just got word that PlayStation now cards are officially being removed from stores. So mm. again, it's terrible because PlayStation is working on something like game pass, Xbox game pass. Cause game pass is phenomenal. Like it's destroying, it's leading everything, but in it's in terms it, of value. You get a series yeah. S right now and you download, you, game pass. you have a lot of games you just download. And then right now, if you're an ultimate game pass member, uh, of Xbox, they uh, cloud is now officially turned on, so you can play stream a game. You can stream it on your phone, computer, uh, on the console itself. So it's it's getting bigger and bigger, and Microsoft is blowing up. But my big thing to this is, do you think that this is finally we're finally after I don't know ten years, five years of saying it? We used to work in the in the retail industry of video games at GameStop. We've been saying it forever that digital is killing the games. I feel twenty twenty two going into twenty twenty two. Are we finally is digital and streaming finally destroying? Going to kill physical media? It's going to go the ways of CDs. Where you can't find CDs, really? Just the the big hits? Well, I think in regards of Xbox and PlayStation, um, totally. The value in there is just immensely good. I mean, as a Nintendo fan, I see stupid good value for Xbox players who um, can literally buy it. Nintendo used to be the champ, I feel, in most value on the market for buying a console for a holiday as a gift or whatever it is. But now you can get a Series S right now for two ninety nine, sometimes lower. They have them on sale. I saw it at two forty nine at Costco. You get a Series S, you get Game Pass with it, and you have you're immediately you know jacked in. Yeah, you you've got, got you've got a ton of three hundred games. games or so to play. a ton, right? And and then PlayStation seems to be trying to you know make the next big leap on that. I don't see well, no- well even then to that point before you go to Nintendo. I mean, these consoles now, mm-hmm. and it'll tie back to Nintendo. Um, even then, digital is even, I feel, superior to console because physical media on Xbox and PlayStation, the current consoles, it's, it's like old school PC. Mm-hmm. Old school PC, you would buy the game. You'd have, you know, oh, I got, I got StarCraft. Put the disc in, install. install. What did you need, though? A product key. Mm-hmm. If you didn't have that product key, right. you couldn't play the game. You could have all the discs you want. But if you didn't have the product, you couldn't you couldn't play it. So it got to a point. Uh, now it's kind of a little bit flip flop. You put the disc in, 
it installs the entire game. The whole game is on your console. Right. You take the disc out, though, guess what? You cannot play the game. You need the disc to be your quote-unquote product key to allow you to play it unless you buy digital. Right. So it's getting to the point with, with digital game, with the, on these games to do digital, because it's, it's just convenient. I don't want to switch disc. I mean, I'm putting the whole game on the console as it is. Yeah. Why even have the disc? I think, if, I think what really matters here is that we still have, I mean, the mainstream to most people when you say, oh, I'm a gamer, is that you play online, you do a lot of multiplayer, you do a lot of, you know, the cloud-based stuff, streaming. I mean, multiplayer, you throw on a headset, you grab a controller or your keyboard mouse, whichever you use, right. and you play online with somebody, right? In a game like, let's just say, yeah, like Overwatch or maybe, because I'm going I'm to use Overwatch as an example here because that's a strictly online-based game. Physical media is obsolete for that. Why the hell did we even sell Overwatch as a disc at GameStop? Because be a collector. Well, see, I'm going to get to that in a second because this game... When inevitably one day Blizzard decides to shut down Overwatch, what's the point of your disc that yeah. you spent 50 bucks on, 60 bucks right. on, right? So in that regard, I think in those types of games, digital will 100% take over for that. Uh, I, but go ahead. Yeah, but the physical games, the ones that really matter, like the Super Mario Odyssey, the Breath of the Wild, those games, and, and older, which are... Games that don't require that online. System. Well, so so those two examples is so it's Nintendo games yeah. now, and, and I respect that. And I, the thing is with Nintendo, yes, um, they hold on. There was someone else before we before I go to Nintendo. I want to talk about the thing is with the digital era of gaming, specifically right. for Xbox and PlayStation, because they're more lean towards it. It's the and you brought it up like current generation of of people, mm-hmm. you know, the young audience. They're used to that. Yeah. Everyone's used to on demand. Right. They're used to Netflix. They're yeah. used to just turning on a TV and being right. able to find what you want to watch, having thousands of TV shows and movies right. at the at, at the at, at a click. You know, same thing with phone on your phone at a click, you know, at a tap or whatever. And that think that's why the game industry now with Nintendo, to your point, in a sense, if they're they're still kind of forcing you to go physical. Right. Um but at the same time, you can go digital. That's why they get, didn't give you a lot of memory. They gave you a little memory with the Switch, the newer Switch one. Mm-hmm. But you got you to gotta have the memory for one. And the only thing for me personally with Nintendo is I don't tr- – we just talked about it. Their infrastructure of online. Mm-hmm. It's, it's still in its infancy. And I think that's why a lot of people, the, the, the true game the, – I don't know if you call them true gamers, but the people who are savvy with it, mm-hmm. they don't go with digital the because they know out. that if they buy digital – for all they know, their game is locked to just a console, just like they experience on the Wii and right. the Wii U. So Nintendo hasn't really built that culture. Now, to your point where you said Zelda and Mario, yes, they are single-player games. That's the whole thing to them. And yes, Nintendo has a little more of like that collector feel to it. Yeah. The thing, though, is you mentioned first-party mainstream games. Look at the Nintendo games that are not mainstream. It is more expensive to put a Nintendo game on a cartridge than to do it digital. Oh, absolutely. So Nintendo's given a lot there's, more. There's, you're going to have Pokemon. You're going to have Mario. You're yeah, going to yeah. have Smash Bros. You're going to have all those on cartridge oh, yeah. and millions of them. But the other games, the ones that you really want, those are the ones that physical media does not exist for really that much. Right. Cloud Punk is a game that I own for my Switch. Cheaper digital, better to have digital. It's, 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 it's an indie game. I own the physical copy of it. Probably kind of still hard to find it in store. 
you probably won't find it. Like go to Walmart or Target. You won't find it. Look at companies like limited run games who design for that exact purpose. There you go. They make, yeah, they make a digital game and, or they release a digital game and then they make like the box art and all that stuff. Cause people want, that's for the collectors. They want to own the but game. But that's what I'm saying though. That's where I'm getting at is we, you, that, that's a good bring up. There's literally a company out there making money mm. to making a, a game physical for you to actually to own actually it. own it because right. the digital owns it and so it goes to my point is digital streaming killing physical media i when you when you so limited running games i think was a good point because there's a company that now is thriving and making a profit deliberately on that exact purpose taking a digital game that's only offered digitally initially and putting it into a physical format for people i guess preceding the newer generation of games it, players that are coming in um and so we can actually own the media i think there's still the fascination of people wanting to own certain games so limited run that's where they come in and i think that's where nintendo still sees that value too like so there's some, there's still a, a passionate you know group of people within our audience that still want to own that media now they incentivize a lot of digital purchases still like on the eShop, for example you get more my nintendo gold coins which is like they're you know, the cash you can use back on the store again. It's like for every 60 bucks you spend, you get, I think it's like three right. or four bucks back. Right. But if you buy the physical, it's like you get 60 cents back. So I know they've been pushing more digital lately. Um, I just wonder, um, I don't, I don't think Nintendo is going to go like, I'm not concerned about Nintendo, at least mainstream Nintendo. Mm. I'm always going to find the greatest hits when I go, like when I go to the, when I go to uh, Walmart target and I'm going to buy a Blu-ray movie, They'll have the new releases and they'll have the best sellers. Mm. Nintendo will have that. They'll always have Mario. They'll always have, you know, Smash Bros, Mario Kart, Zelda, Pokemon. They'll have those on there. It's the other games that I'm concerned about, you know, and that's that's when it, talking about because you keep bringing up Nintendo, specifically Nintendo. It's those other games that are going to lose. I mean, you remember when we had Nintendo uh, when we worked at GameStop, there was literally a moment when we opened up our brand new drawer of Nintendo games and it was literally just Let's go Pikachu. Let's go Eevee. Tons of it. Mario. It was just the mainstream. It was Nintendo first party mainstream. And there was literally almost nothing of the other games. Yeah. And that's what I'm talking about. Okay. It's those games. If you're, if you're focused on Nintendo, but when you look at the other consoles, like when you look at Xbox and PlayStation, you know, they're not mass producing, you know, certain games, just the digital, you know, yeah, yeah, there you go. There's digital units that they're making. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, there's going to be like, sure. A million call of duties physically. You should be able to find that. No problem. Anything mainstream, you'll be able to find no problem. But then you'll start finding. I mean, for example, Forza Horizon. It's a first-party game for Xbox. It's freaking hard to find it physical. Yeah. Granted, Forza Horizon 5 is now out, but 4 is hard to find. Mm-hmm. Gears 5 is hard to find. It's those not even are, that old of a game. Those are games that people really like, though. Yeah, and but you can't get them physical. Yeah. You know where you can get them? Digital. Game Pass. Yeah, Game Pass. You know what I'm saying? Digital. So that's what I'm trying to say is I, I feel... We're getting towards the era of CDs. You can find CDs in stores, but when you go to Target and you look at CDs, what do you got? You got like maybe, I don't know, 15 different CDs. Yeah. I mean, they have more records. I don't know, records out of nowhere. Vinyls Vinyls are more, you see more vinyls than you see uh, CDs. But that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's getting to that point where we're, I mean, even video games in general. Like if you look at their video game sections, they're pretty bare. You'll see all the mainstream. There's FIFA, there's Madden. I definitely think it's going to happen in the next five to ten years and I, I don't think it's happening as sudden as you're calling by next well, year i'm not saying i'm not but, saying i didn't i never said it was happening next year i'm saying we're now entering that phase i see where we're we're going to start seeing see. physical media disappear i see 
Yeah, I didn't say it's happening next year. I'm just saying finally in 2022, because we've been saying it, digital's hurting us. We're going to hurt like in 2011, 2012, and it wasn't really the case. I think now. Because the services that are being offered at such an immense value, yeah. why would I go out and spend 60 bucks Bro, on one game? Realistically? When it's, I could spend, what, 15, 20 bucks a month and get all of these games accessible. Halo Infinite comes out this Wednesday. Yeah. I literally have no reason to physically own this game. Mm-hmm. Outside of, I just want to own it because I'm a collector. Mm-hmm. I am buying it physically, but I already have it installed on my Xbox. Mm-hmm. As soon as it's most likely nine a nine p.m. Tuesday, you're gonna be booting it up. I be able, I'll be playing the game. I'll probably do one big update, mm-hmm. day one patch or day one update, whatever, and I'm playing the game. Yeah. I don't have to go and spend sixty dollars, and that's and that's mind you. That's Xbox being generous and Nintendo $60. Where PlayStation's on a whole other world. We're charging $70 for their first party games, yeah. which I don't know what the hell they're thinking. But you get what I'm saying? Like, it's it's at that point. Like, I don't got to spend money for this game. Nope. Because you have the service I'm already paying for, which is required Ooh. to play online anyways. So, is, well, Halo Infinite's free, though, isn't it? No, multiplayer's free. The yeah, game well, is. That's, that's what I'm saying. The yeah. multiplayer's free. The game itself is not. The mm. game itself is 60 bucks or. Mm quote-unquote free if you have game pass right and then there's the game pass ultimate which has gold also included right yeah that's the best deal yeah i mean that's really what they're pushing now 15 bucks a month it's really it's expensive but you get a tremendous value yeah but um but yeah man i think to your point you know five years i don't think we'll see a lot of physical media for it no i think maybe these other companies like limited runner or um or super limited. There's a, there's other companies, not just limited. Oh, they'll, they'll start coming around. Yeah, yeah, they'll start coming around for that. Maybe even to a point because I've seen Microsoft actually partner but, with them to make their own. Uh, yeah. lot, like Cuphead, for example, was also a limited run, I believe. Um, yeah. And Cuphead was an indie yeah, from Microsoft. Yeah, they're doing that, indie. and Among Us is another one they're doing recently. Or oh, actually, no, I think they're releasing it retail. But um, what was I going to say? Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! I had sometimes a, I isn't had this what, isn't this just what happens like yeah, off note like when we thought. when we don't talk for so long right and now this is my first time coming in here chatting with you in like I don't know not too early too long but a while and now you just have so much you want to get off your mind and just yeah. say it and I oh damn it god. I lost my thought I'm like literally as you're talking I'm like trying to think of what I was gonna say um shoot oh wow. and back to the show yeah. <laughs> no I, I forgot what I was gonna say man but yeah no um. Oh, that's what I was going to say. There you go. Or they do make them physically, but they only make a limited quantity. And guess what? It's gone. scalpers. Yeah, gone. Scalpers you know, so now you're spending, market. you know, hey, here's a $30 physical game, limited. Maybe it's just all and limited And now you got to go buy $100. Maybe it's just all limited editions. And then even, yeah, even limited editions. That's all it is. Maybe that's how they, maybe that's what their opportunity cost becomes because physical media eventually will become more to, for them to produce and not make a turnaround because more people are buying digital. Right? right. So if you make it market it as a limited edition with like a statue booklet, whatever, all the other incentives that people, well, that's like, what, right? that's what that, well, that's what the, what's it called? Ready. What are we talking about? The, the company that makes the limited run. Limited run. That's what yeah. they do. Yeah. They'll make the base, but ultimately it's the, there's all the extra yeah. pizzazz that comes with it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so you brought up overwatch. Yeah. Um, do you think that going forward, those are the games, that's what's going to become of gaming is multiplayer, online multiplayer, YouTubers streaming, you know, competitively, all that. We've been in that for a little while now. I mean, when I boot up Twitch, I mean, of course my algorithm's a little different cause I'm more uh single player focused and more, um, traditional. Like I've, I sound like a broken record tonight, like Nintendo, but, uh, 
No, I mean, if you if you open up Twitch right now, twitch.tv, you're going to find a bunch of people playing games like Valorant, TFT, League of Legends. Um, What's TF? Is that Team Fortress? No, TF2. That that's that. TFT is another game from um, from Riot. Same oh, okay. world of League of Legends. That that's okay. Um, but you see them playing these like ripoffs of Unreal and Overwatch, <laughs> <laughs> Unreal Tournament. I, and... Hey, I, I can't I can't speak from experience on that. But I mean, maybe dating yeah, myself. I, Unreal Tournament. Jesus, I love Unreal. I used to play that with my dad when I was little. Ah, gosh, good I, games, yeah. fast, super fast. I mean, there's. I mean, why do you think there's the Unreal Engine? You know, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's just what they are now—just the Unreal Engine. Yeah, I, I know it's crazy. I'm gosh, I remember playing Unreal when I used to go visit my dad at work when I was like little. Like sometimes on his lunch break and his old fat ass CRT monitor, he was playing LAN <laughs> with everybody in the office playing Unreal. It was fun. Um, gosh, what was I saying now? Oh, yeah. So, oh gosh, I just lost it. Yeah. Again. So it's it's online gaming, social <laughs> yeah, yeah. media, your Twitch uh, algorithm. My Twitch algorithm does not exist because I'm never on Twitch. But it's just a bunch of multiplayer, and I don't. Do you think that's harming? the video game industry do you think do you think that it's taken away developers from getting from creative. from being creative and making you know single player experiences because now it like i'll use sony as an example because sony oh, they got all the first party games which i generally don't crap give a crap about but they 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 focus i remember i read an article from um the sony president Mm-hmm. The current Sony president, uh, PlayStation, mm-hmm. and he said that he's his his building. Let me see if I can find it. But his model, his company model right now is they want to bank on that one big blockbuster mm-hmm. versus investing and letting you know letting indie studios. Didn't they close down like their old studio? They closed that, a lot. They closed a lot of them, but there was one in particular that was known for like a really big classic on the original PlayStation, Ape Escape. And uh, what else did they develop? Santa, wait, no, no, not Santa Monica. That's the one that's doing uh, God of War. Um, gosh, I forgot the name of it. But there, yeah, there's a couple studios that they've had that made like some really big classics that people loved and would like to see them, you know, thrive with, but just gone now because they rather put it, all their money into investing in like big blockbusters, like you said, like Last of Us. Gosh, I'm I'm tired of hearing about Last of Us, but Last, Last of, of Us Two is overrated, by the way. Yeah. We've we've talked we've been that to death. Like honestly, that's we, overrated. We, we, God of Wars overrated. We we have been that to death so much about it was just yeah. progressively uh PC. That's the only reason Last of Us Two is any good. Yeah. And uh They did my Joel. And they uh oh. yeah, they did Joel dirty. And then <laughs> then they bought their way into the game awards, which I'll get into in a sec. But uh oh, yeah. God. I can't find the article that I, I screenshot a while back. But you were saying, but, like, but they were focused, yeah. So they're just focused on doing that one big blockbuster, right. and it's like, and it's not giving other studios opportunity. Where Xbox, they are, you know, and Nintendo, they they give them the chance, they they'll mm-hmm. give them the funding, like, yeah, go do and, and be creative, make something different. Mm-hmm. And it's it's either you or even partnering with outside studios. Yeah, Nintendo's partnered with Bandai a lot recently, and Microsoft has also partnered with you know I can't even name all of Microsofts. They've uh, then they have like a big like spreadsheet they announced at E3 earlier this year with like a ton of different developers that they were working with. Well, it's not really working with. It's the ones that they bought. Yeah, yeah that's right. Bethesda. <laughs> they they Bethesda. bought Bethesda yeah. and all their, like, their properties, man. And right. it's like, honestly, it's kind of like, what are you, who are you going to buy next, man? It was just curious because it really paints the picture. Like, I, I don't know if 
I had this, we'll probably wait for this towards the end of the show, but you know, the future, we'll talk about the future of each console mm-hmm. uh, a little bit later. But with that in mind, it's like, man, where, where are they headed? Um, but yeah, man, it's, it's just, they're not, they're not giving, they're not taking the chances. Mm-hmm. PlayStation at least isn't taking the chances, you know? I mean, let's be real. What's, what's their next big game that they're really horizon yeah. for you know they're waiting until 2023 for spider-man and other games because that's when I, they I assume that. well uh, the reason for that is because that's when they think more chips mm-hmm. will be available so yeah. there's this big shortage of that. trips and the, and not i mean you i have this cool video i, I watch on youtube about the chips i was telling uh, my 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 uh, counterpart nate for signa duocast that um these chips it's not just consoles it's phones computers graphics cards I, cars I, I, ford there's literally cars i can attest to that you know there's 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 yeah you work at apple there's literally uh uh cars right now from ford from Chev- chevrolet all them that are built fully ready to go brand spanking new they just need the chips to be it's completed speed the demand yeah because that's what that's where heading you know um why do you think the used car market right now is so trash right now because finding a new car is almost obsolete yeah so yeah. well that's why used cars are more better but there's not a lot of inventory because you know people usually trade in or whatever but that's what i'm saying so and so i read i watched this thing and there's a lot of articles that are assuming by by 2023 hopefully by then we'll be back on track and there'll be more chips available and so with that that enables playstation to make more playstation 5s and have more in the market so then it makes sense that by then they can release some of these big titles and be financial successes versus releasing Spider-Man now and only a handful of people being able to play Spider-Man 2 right. versus releasing in 2023 and... People to supply. And plus it's giving them time because at this point nowadays, man, the games, the consoles are getting stronger. We're fine-tuning games, but people don't realize that it's very expensive and it takes a long time to make these games. And with all the crap that Activision has been getting, and even before Activision, um, some of the cyberpunk stuff were, it was a site. C- yeah. C- cyberpunk. Red. That was a good one. Uh, CD. Yes. Uh, they, you know, all this, like almost like slavery style of things, you know, just grind, hour, grind, grind, hour work weeks, not even yeah. going so home. Now so they're sleeping at the office, not even getting enough time to polish the game to their, you know the way they want to do it yeah. you know so. so it's you know so it makes sense to put a long it's better to put say a game comes out in three years and then surprise everyone like hey guess what's going to come out this year exactly. you know what i mean versus saying it's going to come uh, sorry we're going to delay the game i mean how many games got delayed in the last five years it's been insane yeah um but yeah man i don't know i i think uh i think online gaming is definitely taking the main focal point of games and i feel it's diminishing a lot there's a lot of i mean listen i i know a lot of people don't i don't i don't think you like it but you can correct me if i'm wrong and i know there's a handful of people don't like fortnite i like fortnite it's fun i think fortnite's fine it's entertaining i've been playing it i actually just bought the battle pass last night did you i know i'm gonna i'm gonna buy it too man they got spider-man and Dwayne the rock johnson exactly the reason why i got it Yeah, I'm at level. What is it? I just got to level 26. So I'm, yeah. I'm trying to grind all the way to 80 to get Spider Man. You gotta man. play with me and my kid, bro. My kid will carry you. Isn't it funny? And just a little side note. Isn't it funny how Marvel's Avengers, that horrible Crystal Dynamics game, um, Spider Man's web swinging that is just trash. I, but I, Fortnite has got it down to a T, almost comparable to Insomniac. Listen, Fortnite. <laughs> uh, the reason the reason why I put Fortnite on a on a pedestal of the. Um, mass what's it called battle royale yeah yeah 
not even just that, just in just in general, I, I, they listen to their fans a lot. The they fan care, service is they great. care about a lot. Yeah, they make a lot of money off cosmetics. That's great. They need to make that money because they give it back to the fans. They do. Like they listen to All the, the fans. In-game events that they do. Dude, the, their in-game events are insane. Like I watched the 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 recent conclusion of the was it chapter two? Yeah. Um, season five or six or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like it was just such a cinematic dr- thing. And it's it's a battle royale game. It's amazing. And I wish Call of Duty like Warzone was up to par. Um, that's really the only other battle royale game I'll play every now and then. Yeah, but, outside uh, of like all the trendy stuff that like, maybe get overrated and annoying, like with like younger people who get so fixated on it, you know, the game itself is it plays honestly well. just fine. It plays I well. The mechanics, find a lot of fun about it. Yeah, yeah, the mechanics are well. You know, you build, you 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 fire. You don't even have to build. You're not forced to. You just you'll probably get wrecked a little more. Um, <laughs> Some of the kids but, in that game, man. They're just, dude, my son, bro. I was playing. I was playing with my kid, and he like build this tower in like two seconds. I was like, bro. I would I was like I was playing it and I was doing solos mm-hmm. and I'm like oh man I'm like there's five people left including myself so there's technically four people left and I'm like sitting there like hiding in this little bush because I'm like I'm gonna get wrecked and so yeah. my son was watching me and he's like I think I can beat it dad and I go really I go okay so I gave him my controller I let him play and uh yeah dude he was it came down to him and some other cat and he was like they were building it was intense he ended up losing because uh he lost the high ground and i didn't have enough building supplies so i kind of set I, I, I set him up for failure yeah he got obi-wan and uh <laughs> i set him up for failure because i didn't have enough uh building materials uh to defend himself and so he ended up losing but dude like he finished second i probably would have finished maybe third but right. for sure fifth right um but yeah man like even before that like we started playing yesterday it was my day off in the new season and him and I did duos twice. We mm-hmm. won. We did. I did trios with just me and my two kids. We won twice. So like, you know, he's he's a beast. But no, man, Fortnite Fortnite is cool, man. Like, it's not like it's cartoony, but it's it's fun. Like, it's a mm-hmm. fun time. Anyone can pick up and play. Um, and I feel a lot of people are trying to do that, but it's not panning out. No. So their result, their, their uh, some people are going back to just basic multiplayer and mm-hmm. competitive, like Overwatch style and. I don't know, man. Like, like I don't mind it. It's just the the social media aspect of it. I think it goes back into the whole grinding thing you were talking about. It's the same thing with a new skin, coat of skin over it. I mean, yeah. it's just what makes it so appealing. Different. Yeah, appealing. Right. Yeah, yeah. What makes it in? Go ahead. So you're right. It's the it's getting the skin. You got the battle pass. This is what I'll tell you though about Fortnite when it comes to grinding. Because I hate grinding in games. I like to have fun. I'm old school, man. I'll slap a game shark in my piece. I'll have infinite rocket ammo and destroy all the zombies I want in Resident Evil or what or Grand Theft Auto put in my code so I could have all the guns and all the money. Mm. I like to have fun. It's an escapism. I don't want to sit there and work hard at it for what well, I always punch in the G codes that's in GTA. Re- that's real life, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I if I want to do hard grinding, that's real life. Yeah, um exactly. So <laughs> but the thing that I like about um Fortnite, and again, they make a lot of money, they listen to the fans. That's different from I'll use Call of Duty because mm-hmm. I play a lot of War. I did Warzone for a good minute. I'll probably play again this week at, after I play Halo because they're re- finally releasing a new map, the Pacific map. Mm-hmm. And I've been playing a lot of Halo Infinite. Mm-hmm. I got the battle pass for that. It's grinding where it's not rewarding. So Halo Infinite, for example, they're going to fix the developers already f- tinkered with some stuff as uh, f- within the first two weeks. They're going to tinker more. Grinding in Halo Infinite is f- terrible. If there's anything negative that I have to say about Halo, I haven't played the campaign until Wednesday, but as far as their multiplayer, if I had to say anything negative is their XP system 
is trash. It's yeah. horrendous. Mm. Like it is terrible. Like you have almost no control on earning your thing. Cause you have to earn, you complete weekly challenges and sometimes it's random though, because like I'll say, okay, uh, you play three matches of capture the flag. The thing is when you play big team battle or even quick play, it is a randomized thing. You, you there's no guarantee that you'll play big team battle or um, capture the flag. It can be Slayer, it can be Audible, it can be uh, Stronghold, Total Control, and I forgot what the other one is where you collect the little power sources and put them away. Yeah, it's any of those. So you're relying on a game of chance to mm-hmm. get the mode you need, and then when you do get the mode, depending on what your task is, whether you have to win the match or just play the match, or you yourself capture a flag because I did have that. There's no guarantee for it. So it sucks. Where Fortnite, dude, I started playing yesterday. The challenges incentivize you a ton. There's so much. There's so much. Like, I'm already level 10. Yeah. Level 11. It's, and, it's like, piss and easy. I, and I did that. Yeah, yeah. And I did that, like, I don't know. I, I press, honestly, surprisingly, I think I put, like, four hours into it. Yeah. Um, And I'm at level 10. Yeah. And in Halo, I could put the same amount of time, and I'll maybe level maybe. up twice. Yeah. Maybe once, to be honest. Like, it's it's hard. And I just, that grind is just terrible. And Call of Duty was kind of the same way. It was a little bit faster than Halo Infinite, but it's not as fast as Fortnite. Games need to be fun and not, you know, a job. I mean, grinding, you know, it's, yeah, I think it's got to have incentive to it. Because otherwise, what am I really doing it for? I mean, I think I'm... I think we talked about this once before, but uh, this isn't necessarily multiplayer, but a yeah. game that it has a lot of grinding in it. Kingdom Hearts, for example, 3, uh, which was, wow, two years ago now? That's wild. Um, that game was definitely a lot of hack and slash repetitiveness just to get a bunch of XP and stuff and just grinding nonstop. And I felt like it was just taking me forever. I'm like, what am I actually playing this for? Right. So, yeah, I, I think Fortnite really captures And I know that's not the same because that's obviously a single player, but that's where I feel actually is the grindiest game that I've played. But... Yeah, I think Fortnite does that well, and and I feel like with, when it comes to the multiplayer, um, if you're gonna do something that seems very similar, right? Because that's when you go on Twitch and you go on YouTube or wherever you're streaming to, even TikTok now. I've been seeing people play games on TikTok lately. <laughs> it's weird, man. Well, I mean, that's just yeah. anyway. Uh, <laughs> as I'm saying though, make it not so like much like about hey, look at me. I'm you know I'm playing this and come you know, watch and laugh with my shenanigans about me, you know, spitballing about this game and talking about stuff that's not even relevant to it. Whereas, mm-hmm. you know, what makes this different from any other game? And, and it takes played? me back to like, I think who got the most flag? I think it was Star Wars Battlefront. Yeah. I got a bunch of flag. Dude, like at, for the most part, it didn't change no. like the playability thing. It no. unlocked characters. Too was totally- it, it unlocked characters, yeah. but people were making it big like, oh, you got to pay to play to win, play to win. Like, no, dude, you were you were paying to unlock things earlier, right? Like if 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 if, if that it constitutes playing to win, mm-hmm. okay. But I mean, if somebody wants to sit there and spend X amount of dollars to unlock all this stuff, that's on you. That's on you because you could still unlock this stuff yeah. on your own without paying. So everyone was like, "Well, I think it's dumb. I think you know they're ripping you off." EA. It, it just people just have this thing about EA, whatever, dude. At this point, it's like it's. Just play it it's, the way you're supposed annoying. to play it. Play and unlock within the game. Because yeah. same thing with Fortnite. No one's expecting, like, you could buy the Battle Pass, right? But You can play you the could, game for free without you, paying yeah, any dollars yeah. into it. And then 
once you buy the battle pass, right, you know, I'm trying to unlock Spider-Man right now, which is level 80. Yeah. You could pay for more levels if you want to spend 60, 70 but, bucks. But, but yeah, but at the end of the day, though, too, you don't even have to buy the battle pass. The game itself is free. Yeah, absolutely. So it's like, and, and no- you can earn V-Bucks within the game yeah. to pay for said pass, yeah. which, by the way, that battle pass, if you get to a certain point, they reward you those V-Bucks back. So it's like paying back. for itself. Exactly. So yeah. it's paying for itself. But again, people just don't think about that. People, they, no, they nobody complain. thinks about that. They just complain. All, yeah, they just want to complain and they want to, you know, pay to get it right out of it. So, yeah. So, so where are we headed, man? Where's where's Nintendo? Where where are the game, future games? Let's let's start with uh, we'll leave Nintendo last. Where where's PlayStation going? We're at PS Five. They they can't make these consoles. Potential Game Pass next year, some type of. Isn't it wild that we're a whole year after officially a year and about a couple weeks now out from the year of the the launch of the PS Five, and people are still begging, you know constantly left and right you know trying to break tooth and nail just to get this damn console that still doesn't have much on it you know um i mean i wish i mean i keep saying that they should have delayed the series x and ps5 altogether to this year honestly because they're now there feels like the playstation still doesn't feel like it has has anything substantial but but now it feels like both even then playstation has has more now than it did last year it has more but it still has nothing in yeah. a sense, yeah, they haven't got their their big title. Ratchet game. and Clank, yeah, but it, I mean, yeah, is it I, though? I like, is that. It I like, I like that game. It's a good game, but I mean, is <laughs> no, that's not. Is, that's, is it a five hundred dollars seller? No, Spider Man was. I, yeah. Is it though? Miles Morales <laughs> expansion you, that you, came out on PS4. It, when you put it on the console that people already have, then yeah, that's that's the part that I'm kind of like, well, why the why the hell? Horizon are... Forbidden West will be the first game. And even then, I don't even. But even then, it's on PS4. Shit about it, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Like, yeah, who is I, this? I didn't. I didn't I, finish I, it. I, it's I, a good game. Don't get me wrong. It's a good game. But the problem is to going back to like the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. I know thing, they're very similar. No, no. But, to going back to that though, like uh, when I start when I was playing Horizons uh, Zero Dawn, I was like, okay, this is Assassin's Creed and Tomb Raider combined. I've already played the hell out of Assassin's Creed and Tomb Raider. I don't want to do this again. Yeah. I I like I don't get me wrong. The story is interesting. I I want to finish. I want to go back and finish the story and everything. But it, it's yeah. I think play gameplay wise, it's already. I been think there. PlayStation's heading in a direction that you mentioned earlier about how they really want to put all their emphasis into big blockbusters because that's what really moves. Like when Last of Us dropped, everybody's like, "Oh my god, this is like the most groundbreaking, emotionally heart pounding driven game right. in the world." Right? And PlayStation's really trying to emphasize. I think they can get away with the online. You know, multiplayer games, right? Because they're capable of doing it. But what really sells is those big blockbuster I, I games think, that they're I talking think, about. I think they're just back. They kind of went back when PS3 came out. They were, um, they're in a very conceited area. Yeah. They, yeah. they their ego is really big, and they think they're top stuff. And that's what happened with PS3. Mm-hmm. Um, PS2 put them on the map. Let's, our PS2 is arguably the best video game console, like all it's time, still, almost still is best number selling. one best sold. And then PS3 came out and it just shit the bed. And Xbox 360 came out and it had the better online, had better games that fitted that era, especially online. Gears, Halo, um, you know, at the time, Assassin's Creed was was taking off. And then the Wii was the best-selling console of that generation. Yeah, because it was a gimmick. It was literally literally a a GameCube. I had to to throw that out there. It's literally a GameCube. We're talking about that generation. I had to throw that in there. Uh, Anyway. But anyways, (laughs) so that's, that's, and then, you know, what happened? You know, and then they made PS4 and Xbox had fumbled a little bit in the beginning. And then PS4 came back and, and they're just writing that. They're literally writing the Mm -hmm. whole, like, we were popular last year and we still are. And 
people are kind of on that jock. I mean, let's be real. A lot of the PlayStation fans, a lot of people who own a PS5, they're not even playing PlayStation games. They're playing third-party games. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so what makes so, it any different so from an Xbox? Right? What makes it any different from PS4? Just, just the online infrastructure of who you can connect with, yeah. unless they support cross-plat, which not many do, yeah, because Sony's kind of a butt about that. Yeah. <laughs> so. so that's what I'm saying. So as far as PlayStation goes, I don't know. I mean, their future at this point right now is just make more consoles. Make more consoles. And get them in, get them in people's households. That's it. Like, that's their future is to do that. And once they do that, maybe. Yeah. We'll be there because a lot of their games I don't care about. The only game I'm excited for is Spider Man. Yeah, it. same. Nothing else. No, no, I don't care about the next God of War. Yeah, I don't care about Horizon. I do like the the game Stray, the cat game. I want to play that. <laughs> but other than that, there's really nothing that they have. Maybe Knights of the Republic, since it's just happened to be. An Correct me if I'm wrong, but is that game Kenna? Have you heard of it? I, ha- I own it. I haven't opened it yet. Yeah, is it only on PlayStation or is yeah, it? Yeah, that's yeah, on that one I really want to check out. So yeah, yeah, I ended up buying it. I just haven't opened it yet. Yeah, I want to. I want to check that out. It looks really cool. But uh, but they don't. But see, that's the thing. They don't push that enough. That's, that's no. It's that, funny. Yeah. Funny enough. So I had asked my I had, I had asked my wife like, hey, is that game on sale during Black Friday? She's like, oh no. And I go, did it come out? She's like, yeah, it already came out. It was out digital first, and then like two months later, it came out physical. Like, do you have it? I think it? COVID had a and I, I the, think COVID was a part of that. For the delay of the physical version, oh, okay, yeah, and they're like, yeah, well, and I'm like, oh, do you have? She's like, I don't know. They only sent us. She's like, they only sent us like five. Oh, wow, and that's what I'm, that's that's what I'm telling you, yeah. physical media. So I told her, hey, well, if you have it, get it, because mm-hmm. at that point, not, yes, I did want to play it, mm-hmm. but at that point, I was like, I want to. That's a game I want to own physical, anyways. Mm-hmm. So I like, just get it. That's why I haven't opened it yet because yeah. I haven't had a chance to. I haven't turned on my PlayStation in a long time. I see <laughs> there. I see collecting dust right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just sits there. It looks. It looks not pretty because it's mm-hmm. huge and angled out. It's dumb. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, so I, I said, let me get it because they don't have that many. They don't have many physical copies mm-hmm. in, in stock. Um. So Xbox. Xbox is totally heading towards a direction of, you know, let's just stream it on demand. Let's make Xbox. I mean, I, you know what I honestly see one day? I see Xbox being offered in smart TVs as a service. Yeah. Like That's I, that's where they're headed. Yeah, I see it as being built in, kind of like how you see, like, Amazon Prime and Apple TV and all these other apps yeah. being, you know, implemented well, into the TVs. I see Xbox going that same exact route. Well, that's what the cloud is. Yeah, they, yeah. That's what they've been working towards. Because right. um, Phil Spencer, the president, he said, yeah, yeah. I want, he goes, I want people to, experience our games on anything yeah that's their philosophy this like don't even, they don't even care if you own an xbox they just want you they're they're, they're focusing more on their past yeah making money on their past but they're still putting quality into their games oh, I mean, yeah. we finally after six years you're finally getting halo yeah and they went back to the nostalgic roots mm-hmm. and with the new and so it's getting rave reviews right now. It's like nothing but nines out of tens. Um, it's the, the multiplayer. I mean, I'm playing a lot of multiplayer. I didn't even play multiplayer really for five or four. I mean, th- Halo 3 was the last one. Mm-hmm. Actually, Halo Reach was like the last one I really played multiplayer. And then I stopped after that. I liked Reach. I thought Reach was Yeah, cool. Reach is really good. Um, it didn't really interest me. The five and four, excuse me, <sighs> multiplayer. I, but, didn't, I didn't like that. Five just kind of took a back turn with everything well they didn't halo really they didn't both of them those were yeah. both of them were for they're made they were the first halos by 343 interest mm. in, industries because bungie was the original creators and they went off to do destiny <laughs> and and uh, yeah we didn't even mention that today that's that's the name <laughs> sorry drop, bungie that's the name drop they'll get um but anyways so you know they're going back to it but like we said earlier though i mean they they already announced they bought bethesda so yeah. many studios with that they already announced that Fallout, no, Elder Scrolls Six is exclusive to Xbox. Mm-hmm. Like that's huge. Starfield, yep. Xbox, like it's crazy. Mm-hmm. So I think 
Xbox has a lot of potential mm-hmm. and I'm really excited to see what's to come. Now, I don't expect anything too big 2022, no. but like Sony 2023, maybe even 2024, we're going to see a lot, man. I think it's kind of like, if, if you recall an old conversation we had when I first started working with you um, at GameStop, it's like a, it's like a, like a, hey, this is my turn to be the top dog. Yeah. Hey, now this is my turn to be the top dog. Yeah, they take I th- turns. I think Xbox is definitely, it's paving its way to become like, hey, we're going to be right back on top. If they're not already, which it feels like they are, but I, I, I think they're going to be. I think that, but honestly, I think. There's a lot of fabricated demand for the PlayStation right now, which is why everybody's going out to try to get it, right? But Xbox obviously holds more value over, in my honest opinion. And once yes. people begin to see that because Xbox keeps, you know, putting more effort and in, in investing into their services of making it, like you said, more accessible across anything. I think once that, you know, becomes more mainstream then, um, yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I think like the really good call out. I think that's what it is. People just want to have a PS five just so they can say, I have a PS five. It's fabricated. Yeah. Absolutely. That's it. Yeah. Cause at that point it's like, okay, what I do with it? Yeah. Play call of duty. Mine like is literally just a media player at home. Honestly, that's all it even, is right now. I have an Apple TV for that. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't. <laughs> Who you talk to? Who gave yeah, that to you? <laughs> I don't use. Well, you you gave me one of like the oh. five that I seven or eight. Yeah, I have five. I, yeah, Freaking, I have a, what? Yeah, I have one, and each TV has one, and then I have like two extras. Excuse me. What? It's <laughs> crazy, what? dude. My whole oh. house is Apple TV. That that's that's all I use. That's pretty sick. <laughs> I yeah. didn't. I didn't. I didn't realize. Dude, that I that own many. like. 750 movies and like i don't know i just bought a bunch of tv seasons the other day on black friday because they were on sale why does this sound familiar i think you talked about this with nate once before yeah, yeah i got dude yeah, i have my yeah. own i have rick flicks you know what i'm yeah, saying rick i have flicks. my own <laughs> i have my own netflix you know what i'm saying yeah yeah bro yeah, yeah. I, I got you i but, got old movies new movies you name it <laughs> tv shows i got whole seasons the office this parks en- and rec this entire room that i'm sitting in right now just just yeah. screams it's that. Just, so i have no doubt about that. it's just tailored it's just tailored to what to what i like so yeah, yeah rick yeah. flicks um but yeah I, I see xbox totally going in a direction where i'm excited they're gonna, yeah i'm excited for them too and you know what's awesome too like their console design like i don't really see them making like releasing a xbox series x s or some crap because it's pretty compact playstation for sure i think it's a monstrosity it's a terrible look it's, it's I can huge. see them making a slim PS5 slim, I got and the, I cannot wait for it because I, I, I'll have to show you after the cast. But I got this, I've got this, uh, I've got this really funny photo where, like, last year, hey, when I was still at GameStop, and my girlfriend, she uh, she texted me her uh, their new living room fan that they got from Costco, and she's like, um, "So I got the PS5 early. It looks just like a fan, a fan yeah, that terrible. you got from Costco that like rotates and everything, mm-hmm. but it's like." White on the outside, black in the middle, and I showed it to a customer in my store at the time they from a distance. A big old and they're like, they're like, oh, "Is it that big?" I'm like, "No, bro, that's a fan. Gotcha." <laughs> like, <laughs> bad design, but um, uh, yeah, I think that I think the Xbox's design was bold because they were the first one to reveal it. Remember that they were the first to reveal their final design of the Series X. Yeah, and, and everyone made fun of it, but it's great. Even with the mini fridge that I got back here. Like quote unquote it. my wife's because she'll kick me a fist if I take credit for it. <laughs> Even though I got it for her. Um but anyways, um Nintendo. Nintendo man. You're the Nintendo guy, man. Where where are we going with Nintendo? You know, I think the thing is is I, I so I don't know if I told you this, but about two or three months ago, I actually got to talk with Reggie Bizame 
I don't know if I told you this, but he had what was called the New York Video Game Critics Circle. Um, charity yeah, fund. when when he put uh, Xbox mm-hmm. on blast. <laughs> no, no, positively. No, no. <laughs> Or is that the different one? That's a different one. Like, okay. I haven't. I haven't watched. Reggie that. hosted an Xbox event, and he, he said them a great thing. He 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 did, and uh, I haven't li- <laughs> I haven't listened to that yet. So if you have, don't tell me anything because I actually want to listen to it. But uh, video game critic circle, uh, the charity fundraiser that he did a few months back, um, anyone that donated or contributed a certain amount got to go to a um, a exclusive like Zoom meeting, like Q and A with him, and, oh, okay. and, every, and there was about twenty of us, and I was one of the first twenty to donated or contributed a certain amount. So I got the chance to talk with him for about 15, 20 minutes, one-on-one, give or take. And a lot of the insight that he gave to not just me, but all of us was Nintendo had recognized, you know, it wasn't just about, you know, you know, shooter one, shooter two, shooter three, and putting a number on a sequel and that sort of thing. Right. Which is what led to the cultivation of the, the Wii. That's, that's why, um, you say the GameCube and the Wii are so similar because, you know, it's just a gimmick, right? I mean, the Wii, yeah, it's a gimmick. But what they did was, because that thing sold unprecedentedly high numbers of units, um, it created a new market. It created yeah. the, the you know, the family-friendly old folks' home retirement bowling unit, right? Yeah. I mean, that, I mean, it was, and now everybody's like, and, and it's weird to me because the Wii is now 15, 16 years old. My God. Um, but... People still asking, where's the Nintendo Wii 2? Or where's the... I hear this one. I hated this so much when I was at GameStop still. Do you have the Wii Switch? <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, oh, yeah, see? Drives you nuts, right? Um, and, and everybody thought, oh, Nintendo's back. Nintendo Switch? Bro, they made the Wii. <laughs> you know? It's like... Because they marketed it as the Wii, right? And now it's like, oh, wait. That's the Wii Switch? Is Nintendo back? Well, they, they were... What, yeah. happened, what happened was... No. What happened was... People didn't know. They didn't call the company by what it was called. They didn't mm. call it Nintendo. They call. They thought the company was called Wii. Yeah, yeah and that's right. why there was always like, "Where's the and, Wii Switch?" And that's what I was, I was explaining. Like, no, it's Reggie, Nintendo. Reggie told us specifically that they did, they were told from NCL, their Japanese division, Wii. It's called Wii. It's not called Nintendo Wii. It's called Wii. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the point, the whole point that I'm getting at is that that console changed the direction of how Nintendo thought about things, which is why I think we're still in this, as we talked about earlier, with not getting on with the times of the online infrastructure and a higher-end model while PlayStation and Xbox were continuing to do that. Well, you had, you had three people fighting for it, so yeah. they're like, nah, but we'll Nin- go the other way. Yeah, exactly, because they don't need to compete with that. Nintendo, uh, Nintendo's this own bubble, whereas PlayStation and Xbox are in this one. Yeah. They they can compete alongside it, but they also don't have to. They can yeah. stray, it, it stray their own way. So... Yeah, the Switch may appear underpowered, right? But I think now as we're entering almost fifth year of the Switch, crazy, right? I mean, I feel like I just bought my Switch yesterday. Um, Five years, wow. Yeah, isn't that nuts? Yeah, coming up this March, it'll we'll be entering a fifth year. Nuts. Um, but uh, I think people are starting to see now the uh, the hindrance, the, the, the wear and tear like on the unit. Like, sure, for its time, it was like, Wow, this thing's just as great, if not a little bit better than my Vita, because the Vita was also pretty cool. Rest in peace. Such a <laughs> I underrated got mine down over there. <laughs> <laughs> Such an underrated handheld. I actually thought that thing was awesome, but Sony just said, "Nah, we don't like you." Bye bye. Yeah, Sony gives up on their stuff. The Vita was solid. I like the Vita a lot, and I just it wish just didn't that sell. And then Sony didn't believe it. in their own unit. Which yeah. anyway, yep. that's not the whole point. But anyways, I had to give a shout out to the Vita. Um, I think now that we're at this point where we've seen, you know, the next gen consoles and people, most people still have the generic switch in their hands. Not even the OLED is not even like, I think 20%. It's like less than 10% of the, you know, 
the install base of how many switches are out there, right? There are more lights and OGs out there than anything. Mm-hmm. I think people are starting to see, hey, I do want that performance now. I do like this ability to take a unit and have it in my hands and have it on the TV. I like that flexibility. And um, Nintendo's always owned the handheld market. Let's just get that out of the way. They've always been the king of handheld. Yeah, yeah. When it came to 3DS against Vita, no doubt 3DS had far more games, far more support, was far more affordable. And I think Switch could still hold you know, that throne of being the most affordable and the most you know valuable just in terms of library and selection, but people are kind of looking for that next cutting edge, right? Just a little bit more. We talk about, you know, 4K. We talk about even 1080 on the display, right? We kind of got a little bit of a boost in premium feel, right? What the Switch should have been, I felt, with the OLED model. Right. And that was a nice, you know, okay, this will hold me off for a bit. But I think what Nintendo is really trying to push for now is... Sort of the same thing. Because honestly, I can't see them stepping away from this hybrid that they've done. If you go back no, to they're make gonna, it. they're going to keep going. If you make, I swear to God, Nintendo, and I'm talking, if any of you at Nintendo are listening to me right now, I'm going to tell you straight up. If you <laughs> decide you're going to go back to a home console after this and ditch your handheld, or even just make a strict handheld, I'll be pissed. Because I like I, I, I like this model. I can see them going strict handheld more than the. the I can console. too. Yeah, yeah. Because like you said, yeah. that's that's their market. That's where they that's where they get their stuff. That's yeah. that's what's kept Nintendo, right. you know, even more so relevant. Because not only did they have a home console, but then they had a digi- uh, handheld console. Now they just brought them together because it makes sense at this day and age. Because iPads and phones, they're just so powerful. Yeah. But if anything, I can see them regress. But I don't see them doing that yeah but i i do agree that they make it so so okay so what do you think though what i mean yeah. what's what's the future where we i think the future is nintendo is nintendo they could throw <laughs> us a fat curveball right like you like tomorrow i mean remember that teaser for the ring fit and then, then the next day they reveal what the actual game was like what the hell are these people doing on the floor holding a damn ring squeezing it with yeah. their thighs and stuff right we're like what the heck i mean we fit kind of gave you an indicator of what that was, right. but if you ignore that, you're like, what the hell is that? Right. Nintendo could just throw you a random curveball tomorrow or at midnight. Like, Hey, here's something new we've been working on for the last six years. Great. But I don't know. I, 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 I don't like to put too much out there for like what I think specifically is next. Um, however, I do want to say, I think they finally found the medium of the core player who likes the core experiences, great visuals. And then they've also catered, find a way to meet with the people who just want to simply play, you know, a Just Dance game or right. something Mario Party-esque or Smash or just something casual on a big screen at parties and with their family and whatnot. Um, I don't know. I, I think the, I think where they've been has been pretty safe. I mean, the, the number of units that they're at now reaching almost yeah, the they, lifetime they, they sales don't, They don't challenge themselves. They don't. Like I established this earlier, they don't, right. they don't push themselves. They don't challenge themselves. I know that they always want to reinvent experiences though that's one of their core thing in fact actually i found out from a friend of mine who actually works at the company one of their biggest goals in fact their goal as a company is to put smiles on as many faces as possible and i quote that from my friend that works at nintendo i'm not going to name their name though um their goal is to put on smiles on as many people's faces and they find that it's it's solely based on the experience of the game itself so whether it's going to be that cutting edge power that everyone's looking for or a new intuitive different wacky way of doing it i don't know what they're going to do but I know that they're just going to try to keep reinventing and not keep things as traditional as we want it to. Gotcha. But I, I think it'll be something out there. So I think for me, I think they'll they'll release another console, another Switch. It'll be the same thing because they don't change themselves, but it'll be a little more powerful. 
Mm-hmm. They'll give it a little bit more bit, bits to it. Whether it comes out next year or the year after, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they're going to go back to a lot of nostalgia. They're going to give us back a lot of older games, mm-hmm. if not reimagined or remade, um, because they're struggling to bring us new things. They're struggling to bring us the next Breath of the Wild. They're struggling to bring us more Metroid. And I think next year we're going to get a lot of the nostalgia things. So whether they have it in the works or not, like I still expect to see a Metroid Prime trilogy, for example. Um, oh, I, I can definitely confirm right here, right now, Metroid Prime 1 is definitely complete and done. They've remastered yeah. the game from so, the ground up. That is coming. So I see them doing that. I see them expanding their Nintendo online again. I'm hoping that they take the negative feedback they've gotten for the online and add more value to it, if not reduce the price. So I can see that happening too. Um but the the cool thing, like you said about Nintendo, is they are so they're like Marvel Studios in a sense that they keep their crap under wraps mm-hmm. to the extent, and even then they'll they'll mislead you because the thing one thing I do love about Nintendo is especially when like a new director and it comes out, I'm more excited to see a Nintendo Direct than an Xbox presentation or a PlayStation State of Play, whatever they call it, because they'll literally drop a bomb on you like. Whoa, where did this game come from? I, and not only not only would they would they tell you like show you this game they just did had no idea was even being made, but they'll say it's out like in a few months. Yep. They don't give you the Dread. Dread is a huge example. Yeah, they don't Metroid give you five and you're like the frick? Yeah, they don't they don't give you this whole like, oh it'll be out next year or in two years or three years. We just wanted to get some hype out there. Minus the big ones like Breath of the Wild, Bayonetta Three is a Nintendo exclusive, um then Prime Four, you know, those well, games. see with the those exceptions of those are- Prime Four. So Prime Four was on a good pace, but then they had a reboot, so that's understandable. Breath of the Wild, I felt they had to mm-hmm. announce a sequel, especially because it's a Zelda game and it's a sequel to Breath of the Wild. So I felt they just had to tease that out. Mm-hmm. And then Bayonetta, same thing. It got plagued with uh, delays in terms of production, so that wasn't intent. But they do a really good job, not really creating too much hype. They do last minute hype, you know, and they're very transparent about it. I mean, when Prime was, you know ceasing original production on it they gave us a full-blown five-minute explanation about why they felt they needed to do that and i think now looking at that i mean nintendo yeah like you said i don't think they really want to mislead anybody or give you like a bunch of (laughs) i see these all the time on freaking twitter from all these game devs all these big ass you know screenshots with a bunch of bold text on it with a whiny explanation about why they're you know delaying said game or doing said update or they apologize it's like no if you're if you're at a point where you're not ready to release this don't release release it it. cd project red for example if cyberpunk they were not ready to release halo halo got delayed a whole year because people everyone gave it flack and now look at it it's like it looks amazing so good it was a good good call good delay yeah good call but that's the thing like there's a lot of whiny companies out there that just you know act that way companies a lot of social media personalities yeah, yeah, there, yeah there, there, there you go it's yeah. these influencers that's, yeah. that's yeah, yeah, killing yeah, the yeah. video game industry yeah. all right so real quick um real quick game awards what's what's your beef with game awards mm. my beef with game awards didn't you say you had beef with it you had problem with it i oh you said last of us got paid for it yeah I, I, in the past, like last year, two years ago, I forget which now, honestly, at this point, but Last of Us 2 is paid to win, basically. Game of, I, I, at least that's how I feel, because they won basically every near damn category at that damn show. And it, it felt was like, PC, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I'm serious. I had a lesbian. I mean, I have nothing against the LGB whatever community, but it's because they had a lesbian character and they had all these other storylines that played to it. Let's be real. Let, let's, be, let's be transparent. Mm. Let's be real. Mm. Last of Us 2 
is getting all of its things because the story focused on that, that community. Yeah. And nothing wrong with that community. Ain't nothing wrong. I fully support and everything, but let's just be real. It, it got, it got the, um, what's the proper term I want to use? It got the, I can't think of the proper term, but I want to say it got like the red carpet treatment because special treatment. it, the special, because it did that. I you know there's a different term I want to use because of that. Mm. Yeah. The graphics look great. Uncharted looks great. The first lasses look great. They all look great. That Naughty Dog does a fantastic job. I, games looking great. That was never going to be an issue. Gameplay is great. Yes, gameplay is great. Again, Last of Us is great. Uncharted. Naughty Dog doesn't let you down. I what can't... sold the game was the story, uh-huh. and the story focused on that. I didn't care about the story. Mm-hmm. It and it's not because of that uh, LB. It's just because it wasn't interesting. No, it just was not interesting. And how could a game win an award for best sound design when that game is nothing but just like? dead ambience and maybe a couple i mean obviously i mean sound design i I think i'm talking more about the score actually i should correct myself on that why did that game win an award for score you know like the soundtrack well when when you just it's the soundtracks in the in the cutscenes. yeah it's just (sighs) it's not when you play the game i mean there's a few moments when you were playing a game where the the music was great yeah but the the music was a highlight in the cutscenes because it created that um Mm. the atmosphere of the of the scene of what was happening but again it, it was all that that's really what it is. This uh, and, the other, and the other thing that, I, <laughs> and then by the way, that was like a year or two ago. Game Awards that I'm talking about here. I mean, the thing that I'm a little frustrated with um, is recent developments with certain companies that have been showcasing um, unfortunate, you know, work environments, toxic work environments. Activision, around, Activision, right? Yeah, and the and then the Game Awards is a big platform that's established itself over the last well, few years, which has yet to really acknowledge truly. Well, we will. Yeah, we'll see it because. Jeff Keeley, who's a, a longtime video game, you know, journalist, whatever, he's made a big splash. He's pretty much like I think the one like almost responsible for the game awards nowadays. He is. Um, he's already said he's like he said you know they're not going to really acknowledge you know the company itself, which was Activision. They'll show the trailers and games because you know it's, it's about a, the developers, it's a, it's about the the developers but they'll 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 address it. He'll address it. He's already said it on Twitter that they'll they'll find a way to address it. So it took them a while though for him to and I don't know and I don't doubt You can't that. you can't be you can't be reactionary. No, no, yeah. And that's what people want. Mm-hmm. Because when you're reactionary, mm-hmm. you say things you don't think it through and sometimes you say the things that will bite your ass. It's all in hysteria and nobody yeah. wants that it's kind the of people the people that just say, Hey, you know what? I'm not gonna comment on that right now. Give my thoughts. That's fine. But a lot of people twist that. They say, Oh, you're a coward. Oh, you had to go sit there and figure it out. No, it's it's at the end of the day they're a business and, and they gotta and they gotta be smart. He can't just say what he's gonna say. Social because media influencers and stuff. There get you in the go. Way of they hold on to every word people say, they'll screenshot a tweet and then they'll cancel it. So we got cancel culture and all this crap. Yeah. So they just had to be smart about it. And they're 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 gonna handle it, right? I mean, who knows? Maybe they don't handle it. I don't know, but it I'll, seems so far they're taking yeah. matters into their yeah. hand. All that aside, I'm 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 just glad to see that droid as a nominee for game of the year is it it is you it should vote win. for it before you who else who else who else uh is nominated uh here let me let me i'll, I'll get up really quick let's see i got Bring it. it up man yep let's see uh, i got... don't pay attention to awards or anything like that you know i know me. it's not a lot but i know it's not a big deal because obviously in the end of the day it's about what you prefer and it's what you want to play right but like to see dread a game that we've been anticipating for so long well you know, to 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 Dread credit. It's a really good game. It's it's a very it's a <laughs> no. I I know that, but that's the thing. That game, you know, barely. Pl- I mean, in Metroid, completely. That game is the best selling at a launch window for the Metroid series altogether, and I'm damn proud of it. That game deserves it, right? But to see Metroid actually 
get you know nominated on a wide scale event as for game of the year game of the year Yeah, there you go it takes two metroid dread um bro metroid dread is the winner hmm oh i know psychonauts 2 ratchet and clink rift apart resident evil village death loop it takes two right and metroid dread metroid dread is the winner it has to be, right? I'm going to be I, pissed if Deathloop wins. I'm a hope so. Hey, can you vote for it? You better vote for it if you can. I don't want to vote. I don't vote. I don't believe in voting, bro. Do you want that You want that to win? It doesn't matter if I vote. It's not going to win. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where I'm going to end this discussion. That's how I feel about voting. <laughs> Anyways. And that's that's. Thanks, that's for, uh, thanks for joining me today, man. Appreciate it. It was a fun oh, yeah. conversation about video games and where we're at. I'm yeah. sure we'll do it again. Yeah. Um, really quick, because I want to. I don't want to go past the two-hour mark here, because that's what we're about to hit. Damn. Yeah. No kidding. Real quick, though. Are you pumped for Spider-Man? Hell yeah. 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 I mean, honestly, I... I I cannot wait. I got my tickets. I'm going to an IMAX showing. Yep. I'm going to the nicer one. I'm taking my uh, my girl over to the one on uh, Santana Row. There's a really nice. San Jose? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, yeah. yeah. IMAX, like big screen, big, great Is that seats. the dome one? Huh? Is that the dome one? There's one, in, I think in San Jose, it's a dome yeah. where the screen goes like oh, not all the way, but like halfway on the sides. I, and then it curves on the top. So I curves don't the have the name of it off the top of my head, but I know it's along Santana Road. It's a really okay. nice area. We got a whole date planned, and this is going to be her first like MCU experience. Because I remember you were talking about with Nate on your last episode, Avengers Endgame, Avengers Infinity Endgame War. experience, right? Yeah. And this is going to be for her, and that's the crazy thing. I her biggest experience yet. I did not anticipate this? anticipate it to be as huge as it is. Like I knew it was going to be huge, but I didn't think it was going to be this huge. Like it's Avengers huge. And that just goes to show just how popular she Spider-Man was, is. She was, cause she was like, she's never had something this big before. Right. And so when we were trying to get tickets that night, I texted you, it was, a, it was a nightmare. Right. Yeah. And she was freaking out. Like, wait, people actually are going to watch. I'm like, yeah, it's not, <laughs> she was all thinking, but we'll just buy tickets. The day. I'm like, no, you got to get them now. Yeah. And she was like freaking out. But yeah. like, I really wish Black Widow wasn't her first MCU theater experience. Honestly, I, I know, I know, right? But I am excited for her to see. It's all right, man. It was during COVID. I know, I know. But this, I introduced to MCU to her all throughout this year, leading up to this moment. She's a very big Spider-Man fan, so I'm really glad this is going to be her first one to see, and I get to be there as a part yeah. of that. It's going to be good. I'm excited. It's. I just hope my boys are in there. Yeah. Oh, they are. Yeah. Are, oh, you gonna, are you going to have you or are you going to rewatch all five of the previous? I've already, we've already, you already did. We, we've already watched there all you of go. them. And hey, shout out to Across the Spider Verse. I saw the teaser for that. Did you that see looks that? Good, yeah, that looks good too. So yeah, Spider Man. I'm excited for. I can't wait. I know it's going to be good. All right. Thanks for joining us, man. Yep. Thank you.